Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. is up weirdos it's me pete the host uh, a couple things before we get into a, a wonderful episode with gary gullman very happy that the uh the gulmination could come in and very happy that i didn't call him the gulmination during the interview or conversation i just called my own show an interview i always say it's not an interview it's a conversation anyway uh go to you made it that's where you get t-shirts made by weirdos for weirdos we're going to be uh getting some new shirts on there soon too there's also a donation button if you're nasty which is great because um a small italian man uh threw like this comically huge uh hoagie at katie and um she's she's fine but she's a little shook up so we're just looking for a donation to buy her season one of sister sister because she started with season two and she's just lost so you can also email the show, weird at Nerdist.com. Also, here are the tour dates. Uh, July 19th through 21st, I'll be in New Brunswick, New Jersey for the Stress Factory. July 28, uh, 25 through 28, I'll be in Montreal for the Just for Last Festival. Canadian Weirdos, we're going to be doing a live uh, You Made It Weird out there. August 2 through 5, I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio for Hilarities. September 6 through 8, I'll be in Scottsdale for Arizona, Stand Up Scottsdale. September 14th through 15th, back in Chicago uh, for the Lincoln Lodge, which is going to be great. October 11th through 13th, uh, also in the Midwest, Appleton, Wisconsin, Skyline Comedy Cafe. That's it. The show's brought to you by Amazon.com. Go to, uh, uh, go to Nerdist.com. Find the show in the description. There's a banner. Click on that, then shop as you normally would. That is a, that's a great way to support the show and help us get Katie Season 1 of Sister Sister as well. Enjoy! Get those cans on. <laughs> Only I find get those cans on to be hilarious. Just me. Give it a whirl. Give 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 talking to me a whirl. Oh, hi Pete. <laughs> Very I'm, nice. I'm already self conscious. Very nice. Na- oh, me too. Yeah. I kind of you know we've been talking about this a lot. You either like hearing your voice or you don't. You can turn your voice up here. How do you oh, feel about that? The first time you heard your voice, you're like, that's not me. Oh, of course. What yeah. I used to do is I had a boombox, like a, a, a double, you know, what do they call that? High-speed dubbing. You know, you got two, oh, really? two tape decks. And then I would record like little radio shows and stuff. And I, I actually uh, think I was into it. I think I, <laughs> even from a young age, oh, was really? kind of like, yeah, this is all right. I'm all right. But then we also did a lot of Alvin and the Chipmunk stuff. Oh, okay. This is the weird part of the show where no one ever knows that we just begin. <laughs> I was I, I was thinking that I was already in my head I was like oh this is this is gonna be on the this is gonna be on the podcast There's no way we can cut say this. something funny The high speed no no pressure to be funny We're just two guys talking Just two guys talking in a in an attic of a of a comedy show that you can kind of hear below us Yeah I if Todd Glass is on oh, during yeah. your show you hear him then you can really Have you hear listened him Listen to the show Yeah Get out of here Yeah Oh Gary you're one of my heroes and I think it's so <laughs> great that you're doing the show and that's absolutely true. Really? And I, I find it absurd that you've listened to the show. That really makes me feel happy. Because, let's start here, because I saw you, and I think I've told, I know I've told you this before, but I often like to... Yeah, but I like to hear it again because it warms my heart. Yes, yeah, good. The idea that somebody I think is really funny thinks I'm funny, oh, man. it never gets old. But it wasn't just that. Ooh, get ready to really have your hair blown back, because this story is a story of inspiration. Because I went to the Comedy Connection in Boston. We're both from oh, Boston. God rest its soul. God rest its soul. It was such it a now? wonderful club. It was great. 
I don't think there's club. I don't think there's anything in there. Just just ghosts. I I tried to go back, and it's not like you can't. You, I think you can't even go in the space. It's just no, like a it's, chowder company now or something. Yeah, just it something might be, homogenized. Maybe they just have styrofoam cups <laughs> for the for the stores beneath it. Just. This is where we keep our cups. It used to be comedy legend. Yes. Didn't uh, didn't your your friend uh, Dane Cook do his album? One of, yes, one of his albums. His first that, album, uh, is it, is Harmful the, If Swallowed. Harmful If Swallowed? Is it the comedy connection? I think it's the no, next No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not Harmful If Swallowed. Another angry sounding name. But uh, it was actually a really nice... Uh, deal with it, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. Called, this no, comedy going called, fuck you up. It's called Retaliation. Retaliation. Retaliation also was recorded. Aggressive. Here's something interesting. Yeah. My first album was recorded during the Retaliation recordings because I was opening for him. Shut up. Yeah, so I just <laughs> took the 25 minutes that I was allotted. And, and did a different 25? And did a different 25, and then I got a, an album. That's very interesting. That, as of this recording, has sold 5,000 copies. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's way more than mine. My album is not. Nothing. What? Nothing. I call, I, I've said this on the show before, and I'm sorry to say that I, I often say I've said this on the show before, and I'm sorry to tell this thing before, but I, I called Comedy Central, and I was like, how's my album doing? They're like, great. It's doing great. So much better than we thought. 300 sold. And I was like, fuck you, as they're under the platinum retaliation albums, you know, oh, right? shining down on Jack yeah. Vaughn's desk. All right. Let's get back to the part where... The Comedy Connection. Yeah, of this course. Was a great, Actually, this was a great club that left a set from a Rosie O'Donnell special up for wait, 10 years. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> she, shot a, she shot a special there, and she had that's a really cool it, set. That's what it they was. They just left it up for 10 years. The piano and yeah, the yeah, door? Yeah. It looked like a bad one-man show. It actually kind of was fun and light, I suppose, yeah, which it was is why fun, they left and it. Was, it was Pee-wee's Playhouse it was P- yeah, kind of. But if it had yeah. been a one-man show, it would have been a bad one-man show. That's I'm going to stick to that. <laughs> but this is where I actually I'm going to get back to your 25 minute at a time set because that's very interesting to me and like comedy theory or whatever. Ugh, comedy theory. Ugh. ugh. No, I could talk about that stuff for hours. Oh, me too. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> you just totally found me out. Fake self hate. Ugh, God, I hate it. So yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. But first of all, uh, so this is the story. Me, my friend Tom Kalatasi, and Aaron Bonner-Jackson, two of my oldest and best friends, like childhood best friends, I wanted to do stand-up, right? And then we were like, okay. They were, they were kind of supportive. They busted my balls a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? My friend Tom used to go like, oh, you want to do stand-up? Make me laugh. And then he'd do like a stone oh face. God, my, how, how old were you when this... Uh, this would have been like 16, 17. Oh, wow. I actually didn't do it. No, I'm sorry. I must have been 19, 20, actually. Okay, so you were in college. And I, yes, and I was in college, and I, I hadn't... Yet, uh, I wouldn't start until a while after I saw you. But we okay. went, we were like, let's go. It was like the only time in my life that I went to a show. Like paid, yeah. made the reservation, talked to Joey, remember? Like <laughs> Joey on the Sandigate, phone. Yeah. yeah, on the phone, yeah. made the reservation or whoever was making the reservation. Yeah. Maybe it was him. And then went to the show, like found parking. I've done the experience. It's not easy. Right, but the first time is the hardest thing. Well, you mean watch? Oh, doing it, you mean? No, but even going to the show, doing these things <laughs> is really hard. It's very yes. intimidating. What if the yes. guy picks on me? All these things that Fuck go through it. my head. Yeah. Good buddy, I love that you say that because whenever I host, which isn't, uh, what if they asked me to come up and do my best five minutes? Uh, that's hilarious. Do you think that? Yes, I've it's a n- fantasy. I've never been to a show. It's a long shot, but when, uh, before you start doing comedy, there's the possibility Absolutely. that they're going to ask you to try out. Every performer 
and I've ever known can relate to that thought that you yeah. go I, I remember I saw the play Mousetrap in London and Ooh. I thought maybe they were going to be like uh, one of the actors is sick is there a doughy eight year old boy <laughs> who would like to come on say, and you don't need to know the lines will love you and applaud everything you say oh. and I could just go up and like fuck the play up and I'm supposed to be murdered but I don't do it yeah. and you know what I mean <laughs> so I totally know what you mean I went to that show and I guarantee guarantee that I thought maybe they would go, does anyone want to do a couple jokes? Yeah. And I would be like, heart beating out of my yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, I it's, better do it. It's tense. Yeah. And it's tense because this of, is how it works. Everybody gets their start this way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get, remember Patrice, I, I think, was like heckling somebody. Yeah. Uh, like a door guy, and they invited him up. Yeah, but and I then bet he you killed. that's apocryphal. Yeah. Good use of the word apocryphal. I bet you it's... I bet you it's based on that, but yes. it's not as it's not that simple. Stories like that are often do get uh, bent out of. He probably here's more realistic. Yeah, he probably was shitting on somebody yep. who had been doing uh, the show, and he says, "Oh, if you can do it better, why don't you try it?" Yes. And then the next week he got on stage, and that and, makes more sense. And then what we do for the apocryphal is we take out the yeah, week. The week, it's yes. such a better story. Yeah, much better story. As I get older, I notice myself doing that. Oh, I hate myself for that. Yes, but I'm like I making get the better wa- story. I get why we do it and then assuming that now my father all the stories he told yeah when we were growing uh, up, that those are false gary did, did you see the film big fish no it, it made me cry like that's why baby. i didn't see it because i knew it would uh, it's break a, my heart it's I a it's a it. it's a dad and a son not that close my father and i are closer now but at the time when i watched it we were especially not close and it's about a guy who just tells big tales and a son who was always like you're full of shit oh. and then like he kind of goes on this, like he sees the story of his father's life, and at the end you realize that, like, and this isn't a spoiler, it's kind of the message of the film. Can yeah. you spoil a message? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that there's kind of a beauty to these fabricated half-true half stories. Yeah. And I think that's how my father, I think over time, we start to, like, a, like an apple cider press, we just turn all of the details of a story into one glass of cider. Or, <laughs> or something that's or, a better analogy than an apple, <laughs> apple cider press. <laughs> I don't know how an apple cider press... Is that a, is that a running from- gag on here that you compare everything to an apple cider press? I hadn't heard yeah. it in the episodes I've listened to. I was to. so pleased with my analogy. And you're from New England. You've gone to old Plymouth Plantation and shit. Don't yeah, you- but, but I, I, I don't remember how the apple cider press... My, my best experience regarding apple cider is when the Simpsons family went and and Ned Flanders. Yes. Who, who Wait. your... Uh, who your um, <laughs> character of the 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 cool the cool yes, dad? Yes, fun dad. He has very yeah. kind of Flandersy. Yeah, you yeah, remind yeah, me yeah, of yeah. a regular Ned Flanders, ah! a live action Ned Flanders. And that's it. It's so. It's one of my favorites. My, I love that my, one. My bro- Thank you so much. My brother uh, often says that I'm like Ned Flanders and that you can't make me angry. I'm actually trying to get better at that. But remember the episode where he he uh, Homer is hired. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because he had beatnik parents. Yeah, he had beatnik yeah. parents. So he yeah. just learned. We've how tried to, like, nothing and nothing works. Man. <laughs> hey Flanders, you stink. Thanks for the nose news, neighbor. <laughs> Fucking great. Fucking great. And that that was even more so as a young man. I would definitely be like, you could say anything to me. I was just realizing I, I made a man angry at me the other night and uh and, and he I was like, I think he might hit me. And then I was like, I don't know what I would do. We're both we're both uh big men. Yeah. You're 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 athletic big and I'm just regular big. <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting myself down but you I bet play, you you didn't play sports? No. How did you get away with that? I wasn't allowed to uh, not because play. Because you're sports. we're the same height. You're yeah. you're 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. I'm 6'5 and a half, so I'm a my little My brothers my brothers would you know tease me for being 
uh-huh. being athletic. And well, I was athletic though, but only because they forced me to play the you know, the, the pressure, throw baseball and everything like that. You know what? Can, oh, I'm so glad this came up. I'm so sorry, but the the thing about sports that and the neighborhood kids were so homophobic. Is that true? That the kids in the neighborhood who didn't play sports were were you know called gay and everything like that. Of course, and, and really they weren't. But, but did you also get the pressure from the coaches and stuff? Yeah, that's what talk, they talked me into playing football, which is which is not in my in my nature. I was just, you look like a football player. You, your, your face definitely plays football. <laughs> <laughs> my face played football. Yeah. You know, kind of full disclosure. One time there was a kid at my show in San Diego, and I was like, "Do you play football?" And he was like, "No." And I said, "Your face does." So I just realized oh, I reused funny. that joke. And I put my arms up like Rocky and declared that the best crowd work that's ever occurred. <laughs> and, like, it didn't even work that well, but, like, I was so pleased with it. I like that. Your face. He's, uh, we're Twitter buddies. He tweets at me. He's like, hey, it's football face. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we were but I like that you day. declared it the best crowd work of all time. Well, I, I've, I've noticed that, that that's kind of part of my thing is, is people enjoy people that enjoy themselves or they don't. And I'm not for everybody, but that's certainly going to be the path that I go down. It's like, here's a guy who part of the enjoyment of... Of my comedy is that I clearly enjoy it. Yes. Part of the enjoyment of this podcast is that I clearly enjoy it. That's yes. the best compliment I get is people are like, I can tell you love it. And I'm like, yeah. good, good. We found something that got through. I, th- I think that has been, when I've had ebbs and flows yes. in how much I, I'm enjoying comedy. Yes. It's, I mean, it sounds almost a circular reasoning. No, no. yeah. But <laughs> you're enjoying it more when you're doing better. Yes. But you're doing better. When you're enjoying it more. Of course. Which is circular, but... Yes. It doesn't... We, we say Uroboros, and then I admit that I, I learned that from adaptation. That's the snake that's eating itself sort oh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening here. Absolutely. And, and and it's one of those things that you can't... It's advice you can't follow. You know how people are like, just be yourself, have fun yeah. out there? Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. That's fucking great advice. You almost need like a touchstone. I'm looking for a touchstone, something backstage where I can go, okay, remember... Like, I try and remember to be grateful for my life or something. I try and think of maybe, like, my family. I try and think of laughing babies and It's, and it's funny that puppies. you say family because my touchstone is to say, and I'm not making this up, remember, this isn't your family. That's hilarious! Be, these people will be rooting for you. <laughs> because when I was seven, I put on a magic show yes. at, a, at a gathering. Yes. I don't know what, what the gathering was. It might have been, a, you know, just a Sunday <laughs> Dinner or something like that, but I put on a magic show, and my my brothers. I was seven. My brothers were pointing out, you know, what I was doing and asking to see the other hand. And oh fuck that! Is, yeah, and everybody assumes that they were like nine or ten. Yeah, they were twenty and twenty-one. Shut up! How yeah, old were you? I was seven. Fucking hell! That's a big d- age disparity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That, in fact, if I could say, if my comedy is is against or for any cause, it's like let's stop that. Shit. <laughs> that you're in the way of fun and joy. Yeah. A young boy is yeah. doing fucking yeah. magic, and <laughs> you want to go? Where are the other chicks? Are they in your arm? <laughs> Those chicks ain't really reproducing. Fuck you, Gary. <laughs> they were rabbits. <laughs> That's so funny. Spongy rabbits. Everybody starts with spongy animals. Yeah, because you it's can palm them. Of course. Yeah. I did magic as well. I think there's a similarity between... It's a, it's a Johnny Carson. It's a yeah. great... Uh, Steve Martin. It's yeah. a great gateway. It's You're concealing something, mm-hmm. like a punchline. Uh, there's pattern. Oh, and then you reveal it with timing. 
Yeah, you have to the, the, like we just don't go to die afterwards. No, neither do magicians. I, I love uh, your I love your joke about magic. Thank you, Gary. Ah, this is real. I haven't even gotten my origin story out yet. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm just taking a I moment. Love, I love origin stories. I well, we're gonna get to it. Actually, I have uh, the irons in the fire origin story. The best I, one probably being Superman or the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> gamma rays. Yeah, gamma rays for both of them. Little known fact: Superman. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, I have so, <laughs> I have so many things that we're gonna get into because you're a great. You're a great. You're a great guest already i'm really, oh, I'm really enjoying it i don't know why people don't take moments during podcasts to just already just kind of affirm you and be like Kurt vonnegut says whenever you're having a good time you should say if if this isn't nice i don't know what it is that's great yeah that's fantastic yeah I and can't... if this isn't nice i don't know what it is. oh come on gary yeah. i don't okay let me bring it okay tell me about uh magic did that lead to comedy for you was that part of it uh do you know do... i i think that i think that i love the magicians yep but maybe the the thing with magic, if you had to analyze it, would be that we didn't have to write our own things, right? And come up with our own things. You could literally send could away just be for on a bit. stage and, and get these bits. Yes, and then so even later with as the pattern evolved, with, the, with the card with the pattern on it, yeah, that had a little cu- couple jokes yeah. in it or whatever, yeah. And then you you evolved and you wanted, yeah, to do it yourself. I wanted to to have the creation thing, right? Yeah, yeah, because I made that, this. That feels real good. Yeah, I was just. Uh, I and mean, that's what everybody says from beginner to to veteran. The best part of this is when a new joke works. And that's what they say when you're depressed. Talk about your highs and your lows. You got to write a new bit. Yeah, it's funny that that. I think that works for everybody. It's yeah. just it's because you're tired of your material. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was just watching a Bukowski documentary, and he was talking about. Uh, people's hate and stuff and it's this famous poem I'm probably going to butcher it but people's hate is like perfect and stuff and like <laughs> their love is, is flawed and, and bullshit but their hate is perfect <laughs> and, and, and he talks about how it comes from their failure as creators they failed as creators so they're so upset and I'm not talking about they don't, people don't have to do what we do but in everybody's life there must be creation there has to be a generation and birth that feels good you know what i mean yeah. even if it's just generating good conversations or or uh fucking making a rhubarb pie there needs to be something that you're like i made this even if it's ethereal you know what i'm saying I, i'm just dropping bukowski no I, I, <laughs> I, I i'm often asked by strangers whether i make a living at this yeah and and so i analyze that yes. and my my belief is that they want you to say no so that their parents will telling them not to go uh-huh. into this business yes will be validated it's it's a it's a hard or thing. into any show business if they find out that there's somebody making a living oh maybe i could have made a living yes it's 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 a threatening thing yeah that's why i've i've said this on the show but like declaring that you want to become a comedian talk about your 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 fucking brothers yeah Derek and Sully <laughs> ruining your magic trick. It takes a weird like I don't have balls in so many areas. Going back to that guy, I was like, if he hits me, I think I would just go, oh, you know what I mean? Like I think I would just not even to be a good pacifist person. I think I'd just be like, oh, oh what the fuck? And then I'd just like relent the point. I'd whatever whatever he wanted me to say, I'd just be like, you're right, I I am stupid or whatever. Yeah, and just walk away. Of course. So the only area, one of the few areas that I actually had balls as a young man was like, I'm going to be a comedian. That was like a big moment for me. Yeah. If you're watching the movie of your life as well, Gary, I'm assuming it's the same because you you have to declare. Yeah. Hey. I think I'm going to be a guy that people will say, do you make a living at it? And when I say yes, I'll see a little bit of a reverberation of a little bit of sadness in their face. Yeah. And I don't say that to put down anybody who isn't following their dreams, rather to encourage them to per- pursue it now, like Fight Club style. Yeah. Raymond. You want to be a vet? Raymond? You get, you get that reference? <laughs> ah! 
So tell tell me uh, tell me about uh, what you were saying. Uh, your family unsupportive and coming out to be a comedian. How old were you? Do you remember when when I wanted to be a comedian? When you probably, were like, I'm going to do this. I mean, when it became something that they would have to take seriously or not take seriously. Yeah, I was probably uh, 20. Yeah. And then I told my girlfriend in college, and she was she laughed. She was like, "Well, that's not realistic." And then, and then I just kind of did it one night and told my brother, and I was I was on fire. I was so excited, and he was like, "That's great, Gar. Too bad you can't make a living at it." What is happening right now? Yeah. Can I can I say something kind of questionable? Sure. Jewish people simultaneously the best comedians. Yeah. Okay, that's a. Yeah. B also kind of like a traditionally prudent. Uh, realistic people. Yeah. Be a doctor. Be a lawyer. Like yeah. both. Yeah. You have this absurd show business. So much part, fear. And then also lawyers, yeah. doctors. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I've made the point twice. Yeah. It, but that's weird. There's a dichotomy yeah. there. Yeah. It's infuriating. <laughs> you'd think you'd go. I'm gonna. That we've built I, up some goodwill. No, yes. Jews can be good comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of them. Yeah. yeah. Please let me yeah. be. Uh, it, it should be ju- right up there with doctor. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you know, you're doing well, and and there there are times when I'm sure a, a doctor would envy uh, your life. Style. Well, the hours we keep are fantastic. That's one of the things you said. On okay, this brings us right to the oh, origin okay. story. Right. I remember your set, like uh, adrenaline and all this sort of stuff is is associated to memory. And when I was in that seat watching you, I remember it vividly because my adrenaline, I, like my, I didn't have blood anymore. It was all just clear adrenaline flowing through me because I was at a show. I, here's a couple things I'd like to tell you about that night. One, you when you were on stage. It was the, and I'm not saying this to butter your bread. We're two guys talking. <laughs> I'm just saying you went on stage, and it was like someone opened a window. Okay, the show was pure garbage, and I was like, "This is what I want to do." You know yeah, what I th- mean? But doesn't that make you feel good though when you're watching? Like, oh, I could do better than this. I don't know if I was really ready to do it yet. Oh, it was okay, still in this kind of like, let's see if I even really want to do this. Let's go to a show and see if I want to. When I went to an open mic and people were garbage, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can be better than this." Yeah. That's a good feeling. Right. But when I went to the show, it was all guys, and I don't know if they were dirty or they kind of reminded me of. Here's my family thing. They reminded me of guys that might make my father laugh, oh, yeah. and I can't really. I, I can make my father laugh doing an impression of a Boston guy making right. my father laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I make my yeah. father laugh. I'm like, yeah. Jay, show the floor stander. <laughs> my fucking hand is in the floor stander, Jay. Jesus Christ, Oprah Winfrey's a dyke or whatever. Just say something. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I just said. But the point is I have to say something shocking yeah. and horrible in a yeah. Boston accent to yeah. make my father laugh. And uh, these guys were going up and they were real like, I remember some of them, uh, and I don't want to put them down. But then you went up, and you did, uh, you know, that a heightened, smarter thing. You were self-aware, first of all, because you, in the middle of your set, you looked at your watch and you went, "Well, I'm about three quarters of the way through my work day." <laughs> and right there, that might as well have been like Jesus waving me into heaven. You know what wow. I mean? I was like, "I'm going to do what this guy does," and you were the only guy that riffed. You went up on stage and riffed. Okay, so this is the comedy connection. It was a Christmas, you know. It, yeah. it was a. There were Christmas lights on stage, and you went up on stage, and I just couldn't believe it. You should know that people in the crowd, when you see comedy, and I should remember this too. Sometimes they simple things they just can't believe because you went on stage and you riffed, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening? He's go- he's just saying this," and it was funny. And you were like, uh, "Happy Happy Hanukkah." Am I saying that right? <laughs> Is that it? Hanukkah? I want to I want to make sure I say it correctly. Hanukkah? Like you just did wow. different pronunciations of Hanukkah and you're killing and you're killing and you're killing. You did the work date thing. Then there was this uh, broad. I say the word broad because I think it's empowering. 
So funny, the word broad. It's the funniest fucking word, really Gary. Is. If I, I wish I were a woman just so I could refer to myself as a broad, because yeah. I do not mean it in a degrading way. No, I, I love it. it. As fuck, yes! If, especially if you're tiny. If you're tiny and you're like, I'm just a sassy broad, I want to <laughs> marry you now. The Jew broad. Ah! My favorite... My favorite line from Goodfellas. Ah, a Jew broad. Prejudice against Italian. That is up there with cellar door for beautiful phrase. Jew broad is amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. That's music. So this rod was talking during your show. So I call this one a yappy broad. <laughs> Shut up before I finish my belt of scotch and hit you right in your gams. That's what I said to her. That's not true at all. But uh, I sometimes liken hecklers or chatty people to a small fire in the room, yeah. and the comedian can either ignore it, uh, but everyone feels the heat of it, and mm-hmm. we hear the crackling, and we smell the smoke, and we're like, do we ignore it? And other people had been ignoring it, and there's also a tension. Sorry to be doing so much talking. You've just really inspired me, and I want to tell this origin story. But you were up there, and you were like... How is how is this guy? Is he going to turn on them? I personally, as especially as a young man, don't want to see confrontation. I don't yeah. want to see you be like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm going to put my dick in your mouth." Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. that shit. Yeah, of course, and it's almost always done what I would consider 15 steps too early. People love to be like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm like, this girl paid thirty dollars yeah. to. Yeah, sit it's always out of proportion. Oh, please just give a shush first. Yeah. She doesn't know. Here's what you did. I love telling you this story. <laughs> so she's talking, and you, what you did that is masterful. And this is about, this is a decade ago, more, more than a decade ago. Yeah, probably. So a, a masterful stroke, not that deep into comedy. And you, and you wait, and you let everybody hear her talking. You get quiet instead of talking over her. You, you let everything go to zero. You bring it down to a simmer. And then she's talking, and you said so quietly, you said, I did not come here tonight to be undermined. <laughs> I did not come here tonight to be undermined. And it was so, it was addressing the fire. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, he sees the smoke too. It killed. And then you were like, and you, uh, the only time you swore in your set, you said, because when, talk- when you're talking during the set, uh, that, that you're saying, you're saying F me. You're saying fuck me. And, and then wow. we went nuts because you swore. And then you said, I didn't even want to swear. Did you see my lip quivered? <laughs> I qu- it quivered. I didn't want to say fuck. And wow. it, it shut her up in a delightful way that I guarantee even she enjoyed. She was like, I didn't even realize I was undermining him. Wow. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. It's, it's interesting because I, I was. Um, it reminds me of your interview with, with uh, Gaffigan where you asked him, Hey, is it true that you weren't that good? Yes. At first? Yes. You thought it would get weird, but then it didn't get weird. It didn't. He kind of yeah. just said he wasn't. Yeah. Or he said um, everybody's bad or whatever. But I always look back at that time, and I think back, and I'm like, ugh, I was awful. I didn't know what oh, I was doing. Man, you, uh, yes. Okay. So that's really encouraging. Oh, it was great. So how if that was, if that was like 10, 11, 12 years ago, how long were you into comedy? You couldn't like have four been- Four or five years. Four or five years, which yeah. is, it, is it's still- it's if you're, Pretty new. If you're good at four or five, you're going to be really good. If somebody tells me they've been doing it five or six years, I don't <gasps> expect that much from them. No, no yeah. and I don't want to watch them, to be honest. I'm, right, not, I'm, right, not, I'm yeah. not trying to be mean. I'll be like- Let's just like one of my good friends and the funniest one of the funniest guys I know, hands down, Chris Thayer, has been doing comedy three years. And I watch him a little bit yeah. because I just I'm like, I know you're going to be a treasure in yeah. three more years. Oh, really nice. Let's just pump the brakes. And I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt that you're funny. And I don't even want to watch you necessarily. Yeah. But uh, you were great. 
And you did it, and it's weird because I swear now in my act and stuff, but at the time there was a real premium that you were clean. Yeah. That you did all. That was a real premium to me at the time. Is that right? Is that, yeah. that kind of gone? Um, not gone, but has not, it changed, evolved? Not gone, but I, I, I really, I, I'm sort of coming back to it now because I, I there were times where I, where I tried to be a little edgier when I first got to New York and stuff, <laughs> and then I realized, <laughs> you know what, you're edgiest. Yes. It's not even touching yes. like some of these guys least edgy. Right. So why don't you just stick with with what you're pretty what good you at, which is to to be you know um uh cleaner. Right. And that's natural for you. Though. Yeah. It feels right. I remember yeah. what you were wearing by the way. You were wearing a Harvard sweatshirt. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is get, this is definitely in the neighborhood of me being in love with you or something, but like No, that makes sense. I remember what the comedians wore when I when I used to go. Right? Yeah. And Bill yeah. and Bill Burr was also Bill Burr on was the on the show. It was you and Bill Burr. That's amazing. And here's the deal: after the sh- you did milk too, by the way. Oh yeah. And you were like milk. Do do am I? Do I stick that L milk milk? No, is it a silent K at the end? Ah ha ha Yeah, there was a lot of pronunciation questions. <laughs> yes, you act, did. It seems. Hanukkah was really just yeah. a repurposing. That, yeah, like yeah, me yeah. with football face. We repurpose jokes yeah, and yeah, premises. Yeah. Once you have like a certain. Uh, thing that you do, it's actually kind of an interesting comedy lesson. You had a joke about milk, and then you just repurposed it for Hanukkah, and it's fine. It's yeah. great. It's just like yeah. a thing that you know how to do. I know how to do this stretch or whatever, and you mix the ingredients. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how you can cannibalize your own act. Isn't that great? And Yeah. The more we can do that, the more you can like rip yourself off. Because you know when you start, you're ripping people off. Oh, yeah, totally. A comedian just told me, I was very flattered. He was like, I'm doing comedy, and I, I realize I'm just doing you. And I was like, it'll pass. It's yeah. fine. Thanks for telling me, but the reason that you're aware of it, you won't be doing it. Yeah, in I remember a couple of years. there was a year when I was when I when I would write jokes, I would be like, "Now would Paul Reiser want to do something like uh, this? Would this be in Paul Reiser's?" That was your go-to. Act? Yeah, Paul. Would Reiser. Paul Reiser discuss discuss this? Oh my god! Because <laughs> there was a there was a there was a thing on <laughs> on VH1 or or something where they showed a special in its entirety. Yes, and it was uh, Paul Reiser. It was called Two and a Half Blocks from Home. And I watched that. That was my Bible. Really? I would watch it because he was the first guy that I had seen who just used his own voice. Yeah. Didn't yell. Didn't yeah. imitate a lot of things. And, and I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm not – I don't have He's a lot of – He's just a regular of, guy. I don't have a lot of gears and palette colors and everything right. like that. He was just a regular guy. Well, that's how was, Seinfeld and all those guys felt about Robert Klein. You know what I mean? Okay, they were like, yeah. here's a guy that's just talking. Yeah. Robert Klein does yell and stuff, but it feels right. He's yeah. being himself. Right. He sounds like a guy from the block. You yeah. know what I mean? To use a Bronx. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, yeah, and that, you know what? To be honest, that's I'm not again. Sorry, this is so bread buttery. I don't give a fuck. It's my show. <laughs> I that's how I felt a little bit watching you and Bill. I watched you guys and, and Bill. I wasn't I wasn't ready to even go near Bill because he was he was still kind of like how he is now. He was a couple of years ahead of me. Yes. Um. So when I started, I saw him and he was very clean. He was like Regan. Yes. Um, in in that it was a very clean and very high. En- not I wouldn't say high energy, but yeah. you know he was really into it and so funny. Yeah. Even, even before, and then he became a little more edgier when he got to New York and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And to watch him evolve, but he was always funny. I mean, he was great from the first. You time got I ever he, saw him. he also killed. I think he yeah. went one or two after you, and he did his subway story with the. Oh, yeah. uh, on the subway, he goes. The way I see it, I'm just doubling the work for the paramedics. If he steps in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. great story kills. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's so funny about that is. Uh, I remember he said at the end of that story, he goes, oh, cool, that, that joke normally only works in New York, right? And then years later, I would open for Bill, 
uh-huh. in Peoria, and he did uh, that joke. And then he said, oh, that joke only wor- usually only works in New York. And I was like, oh, that's part of the joke. You know what I mean? That's like a line in the joke. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I was like, oh. I, I, but I, how does it service the it joke? It doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just a thought he had yeah. organically the two times I saw him separated yeah. by many years. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There are things that I say sometimes uh, that, that aren't aren't punchlines or whatever, and I'll just be like, uh, what is, uh, sometimes I say, like, that's not really a joke as much as it's just investigative reporting, although that's kind of funny. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. It's after a great saver. The, uh, it is. It is. That's right. After the show. Uh, so I'm feeling full of inspiration to do stand-up, especially because I was religious at the time, and you were clean and observational, and that's where I would go for a long time. And I went up to you and Bill afterwards, and you guys were super cool. And then, like, and I, I gushed a little bit. I like to think I was cool, but probably not. I was like, <laughs> liked it. Oh, man. and then laughed. I wish I remembered what you were wearing. Ah, that was crazy rayon blue shirt. Because it wasn't every <laughs> night that somebody was coming up to me at that point in my career and, and yeah. giving me compliments. It doesn't. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Tom and Ern, uh, my two friends that were with me, both can quote every joke you did that night. Not That's every amazing. joke, but like a lot of them. There was also somebody there that did a joke about Limp Biscuit. You can take that cookie and stick it up your ass. And that song had just come out. Yeah. And I, again, was blown away that something... Jim Colleton. Is that him? Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Well, Jim Colleton t- yeah. had a pretty quick turnaround. Now I realize you could hear that song on the way to the club and be like, that's just a waste of a cookie, which yeah. is his bit, <laughs> which is a bit. It's a funny bit. Yeah. But a comedian is typically thinking about jokes most of the time. So it's not that. Uh, and I'm not, you know, at the time it was so impressive. Oh, yeah. And now I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's that's what we do. We riff, we, we riff yeah. bits all, <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. So that so that really made uh, that we have so many irons in the fire. I don't know which one to go to next. Uh, that's the origin story. Yeah. So it's a, oh, that it's a thrill. Now that we know each other, and we go off at like the fucking comedy studio. We share stages and stuff. Oh, yeah, we did yeah, South yeah. by Southwest. You're doing the podcast. It's a yeah, fucking... but that was the first time I ever saw you live. Was at the comedy studio. I was so impressed. That was oh, great work. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. I love that yeah. place. That's oh, so it's fun. fantastic. I love it. I find sometimes when I go back to Boston, I never really do as well as I'd like to. Kind of prophet in his hometown. That's a Jesus reference. I don't know if you got to that part of the book. You use that. <laughs> you use that reference with Jim. <laughs> Oh, did I? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Because when I go, maybe I was making the same point. He said he never was respected in his home clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Oh, God. Here it is coming again. When you go back to Boston, do you find that, uh, that people like you or do you find that – because speaking of you not liking to perform for your family, I look out and it's not my mom and my dad, but you could take like Mr. Potato, the ingredients of their faces and make yeah. my mom and my dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think – you know, I just I just shot a, a special there. Oh, you did, and I hadn't performed in front of a lot of Bostonians, uh-huh. like a big crowd, uh-huh. in a long time. It was usually just at the comedy studio, and I was stopping in, or, or I'd pop in at the other clubs. So right. nobody was there to see me. So it had been a long time, maybe since I'd seen me. So the jokes were fresher. Uh huh. Maybe sure. For them. So it went well. But that's always my concern in playing my hometown is that the people will have already seen the jokes because uh-huh. they've. They've seen me within that year or two. Did, does family come out now? Um, my mom comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and some people who aren't family, but not should the, be family. Not you know the Magic I mean? Brothers. No, my brothers. No, they're not allowed. <laughs> they're not allowed. I, I always used to say, you know, you didn't really help to bake the cake, and now you want a slice. So, do you say that? Yeah, 
But there was that's a what that sounds like boundaries oh, you know want, and, and therapy work. That you sounds know what like I good to, work. You know what I wanted to talk about with you because we love talking comedy. Yeah. Is I wanted to compare the four minute mile to the fact that a lot of comedians now are turning over their acts every year. Fucking, you don't have to say anything more. I know exactly what you Because mean. when I first started, and I don't know what the situation was when you started, but yeah. they used to say, if you add five or ten minutes a year, you're doing really well. Yeah. And even then, I thought, well, that's pretty lazy. Yeah. Isn't but that then funny? a couple of guys started turning it, Louie and maybe Chris Rock. And they ran a four-minute mile. Yeah, they ran a four-minute mile. And now you're going to see a lot more guys oh. running four-minute miles. All, because Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile in like 1954, and that year... Before that, nobody had done it. Yeah. And then 37 guys did it the next year. Right. And like within a year, 400, it was just... You didn't by any chance read that in a Tony Robbins book, did you? Because that's where I learned that fact. Ah, did you? Yes. (laughs) Holy shit. Buddy, I had to have been. I'm not embarrassed that I I enjoy the the work of Tony Robbins. I know he's a ham, but he's so aware that he's a ham. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm a ham. Who cares? And he told that story. But I knew the story from from uh, Chariots of Fire. Is it also in that film? Yeah. And then and then it was retold. Because nobody had yeah. And he, but uh, yeah, that must have been where I. That's uh, amazing. But you remember the from. guy's name and everything. That's oh, impressive. Yeah, Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister. Yeah. Bannister. <laughs> Good name. I'm thinking great, of a great British name. <laughs> Roger Bannister. I knew a Patrick Longstaff once. That's, wow. That is that is so British. I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> 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 oh, riffing bits every day. A little apology to my overseas <laughs> listeners. What do they give a shit? Uh, that's amazing. Well, yes. So now Louis does this new hour, and now I think I don't know anybody that isn't trying to do that. Yeah, that we're all trying to do that. In fact, I was just talking not to pennies dropped to use the uh, British term name drop, but I was talking to Pat Oswald, and we were talking about. Now, if you do something on TV, it's just expected that you've burned it. It's gone. And he was like, if you do anything from your album when you do a live show now, uh, people won't come back and see you. They won't be mad at you. This is what he said. They won't be mad. Uh, They'll enjoy the show. They'll still be fans. But next time you come to town, they'll go, I know what he does. And they won't come out. Wow. Isn't that haunting? Well, let me (laughs) drop a penny because I asked Brian Regan about that years ago. Really? And he said... This was interesting. He said that in the mid-90s, he found that his numbers were going down. Uh-huh. And he said, it's probably because I haven't written some new jokes. And then he said, he figured it out. It was like maybe 20 minutes to a half hour when you return to yeah. a place. Yes. And they're good. Oh, really? sometimes they have to hear, they want to hear the well, old stuff. When I, when especially I saw, with Brian Regan. I saw Brian Regan at the Comedy but maybe, maybe, But that was a long time ago. Maybe it's different now. I think it might be. Now, now I do these rooms. I was specifically uh, talking about the Comedy Attic in Atlanta. I just, uh, I'm sorry, in Indiana. And I just did the Laughing Skull in, uh, in uh, fuck, sorry, the lights just went out and that's distracting, in Atlanta. And uh, these rooms, those are like comedy nerd rooms. They have the album. And I think they're aware of these rules where it's like, you got to burn it. You did it on TV, it's burning. So I think they're getting more savvy. Oy. So I think we might be looking at uh, when I go back to the comedy attic, I ha- if I've done my hour by then, which I think I will have, uh, I'm taping that this year, I'll have to have a new hour. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll have to have a new hour, though. Holy shit. What am I going to fucking do? Ah, oh, you'll do it. I know we'll do it. Yeah, four minute uh, mile. What do they say? Uh, uh, jump out and build your wings on the way down. 
Oh, is that what they say? Vonnegut said it, I think. Re- this has been a very literary. We got Bukowski, Vonnegut. Yeah, but there was there was something I was gonna. Uh, That's a. I, oh, do you mind if we plug my album that comes out? On, no, please plug, or, or, plug or, it through. By, by the time this comes out, it would have already come out on on June fifth. Okay. Um, and we can push this up if that helps. Eh, whatever you want to do. Okay. It's gonna be on digital forever. So. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So uh, what's it called? It's, it's called No Can Defend. Which is from um, the Karate Kid. <laughs> the Karate Kid. Yeah, and so it's available on iTunes. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And this is your second album. It's my third album. The first oh. one, the, the second album was actually a holiday album. Um, it was all jokes about Christmas and Hanukkah. Is, oh, called, I think I knew about called that. Called All I Want for Hanukkah is Christmas. <laughs> That's a great yeah, title. That was a niche. That's great. How'd that do? Um, pretty good. I mean, I made my money back. Yeah, okay. That's all you can hope for. Are you? Yeah. you who are you putting these out with? Um, the, f- the first one I just sold on my own. Yeah. And the second one, the same thing. And then this one is through Comedy Central Records. Okay. Yeah. But they gave you like an advance and stuff. Yeah. Okay. See, because yeah. like, uh, I didn't, I, I don't mean to speak too uh, out of school. They know they didn't give me an advance. It's not a big deal. I wasn't upset about it. I feel like if you don't get an advance, that, that sort of thing is kind of petering out a little bit. Speaking of the four minute mile, you look at your uh, Aziz, you look at But Louis I had an CK. album out before that sold some copies. So that's what I base the advance off of oh is that right that's what i told them. oh you could show them the numbers yeah i see but yeah. then like i okay this is your first album Nothing. you don't have a track record right exactly yeah i don't know I, I, maybe it's selling really really great and now i've sold 400 copies <laughs> <laughs> pete it's it's on fire but they play man. you it's a lot on, fire. on pandora as well as uh do they sirius xm don't they is that right yeah i, I think sometimes i've heard you on that, I mean, I heard you on those things before. And, do you listen? And those to things it? can be quite lucrative. Do I listen to Pandora comedy? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. You do? Yeah. Oh, that's fun, man. Yeah, I, I like that because it, that speaks to a certain openness to the art and not a bitterness. Well, here, here's another thing that that I, I would tell um, people as they become more veteran comedians: don't. This is a double negative. Don't stop. never stop yeah. watching the other guys on your show. Yeah, even if they're terrible, because you might see something terrible. Yeah. And somebody else's act yeah. and be like, oh, you know what? I had that idea. Yeah. I better drop that. Oh, I, I see. Because you're watching yeah, your own horrible guy, reflection. This horrible comedian had the same joke as me about Ben oh. and Jerry's ice cream. And I was oh. like, oh, man. Instead of being like, you stole that. Yeah. I said, wow, if we're thinking on the same oh, wavelength, that is I got to work harder. The ultimate insult that he'll yeah. never put together. Right, right. I, I, yeah. I actually, that reminds me of another horrible insult when uh, we'd watch the openers. It was me and uh, Dwight Slade. Do you know Dwight? Oh, I know Dwight. Yeah, yeah I love that guy. Yeah, I really want him to nice do the guy. show. Very funny. He's so Hilarious. funny. He's yeah. so funny. And we were, we were working together and the MC of this club was doing the worst bit. Like this bit that needed an intervention. Like someone <laughs> needed to tell this kid to stop doing this bit. But then I was like, I can't do it. And uh, Dwight was like, I'll do it. He's like, because we want to help him. Because the audience won't. The audience definitely. Well, it was killing. It was destroying. Yeah. It was pure garbage just being shoveled on them. And they were like, we love this. So Dwight yeah. was like, I'll, I'll tell him. But towards the end of the week when we know each other better. But then by the end of the week, and this is the ultimate insult, he didn't tell him because he thought he was so bad that it was oh, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. beyond repair. Yeah. Like, why break his heart? Let him keep the horrible bit. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he can recover from me being like, you got to lose your best five minutes. I, I feel like... Like that's one of the ultimate insults. Yeah, it all depends how long the person has been doing it. 
Yeah, that's true. You have to gauge that. Yeah, and if it's in if it's in the fi- first couple of years or whatever, yeah. you can be like, "That's fine." Yeah, I love talking about uh, what what was one of your like horrible bits when you started. I used to do impressions, Pete. Ah, uh, which one? Impressions. You the, did? Just the worst ones you could think of, but I didn't know. And nobody told me. Nobody told you not nobody to. Nobody told me. Wait, do you remember any? I, I won't make you do them, but like, like who they were. I mean, I did Nicholson. <laughs> I did Nicholson. I wish there was another Nicholson that it could have been. But you know which? You know which Nicholson? And how did you set it up? Was it like this oh, is Jack? The worst way. <laughs> the worst way. By saying. Uh, by by just by just putting the Wizard of Oz way by putting them in a movie together oh. these different people that Jack Nicholson was going to be the genie and Aladdin Aladdin had just come out oh my god but I'll tell you what it used to destroy so of course hard of course that part of me was like will I ever write a joke as good as this yeah I you know I'm so glad you said that I remember when I was like three four five years in watching someone destroy. And I had one of those thoughts. I go, I'll never destroy that hard. Because I was at the time kind of doing cutesy little, um, it's not a bad joke, but I, I, like my big joke was, what's the employee discount at the dollar store? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? That's fine. That's yeah. fine. It's a good yeah. joke. And the punchline is, do you think it's just take it? It was like one of my old, <laughs> my old jokes. Fine. Yeah. But you'll never get that Louis C.K. rolling, Jesus Christ, standing up, mattresses on fire, backflip, kill a donkey laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll never own a crowd. Right. I mean, in la- I, I can't see jokes like that destroying. And then I remember being like, I'll never destroy that way. And every time I do now, I remember to be grateful that I'm like, oh, I, I thought I'd never get here. Yeah. And I don't want to have hubris here. It's not every set. But right, every right. once yeah. in a while, I'll be like, no, I, know. I fucked that crowd up. You yeah. Know I mean? It's a great feeling. Yeah. Do, do you find that? Are you still? I'm sorry I'm not uh, as familiar with how things have been coming. I know your older stuff, I think, better yeah, than yeah, maybe yeah. your newer stuff. Yeah. How's that changing? Are you doing similar stuff? Is it still? No, I, ju- I just do longer. It's getting longer? Yeah. The, I think the that's what I was are, asking. I was yeah, like, is it getting are, longer? The jokes are longer and, you know, will we'll be like sort of a. I always like those. You ever see those Rube, Rube Goldberg cartoons? Uh, remind me. It's like a mousetrap, but a mousetrap that involves like a, a football and, uh, you know, a, um, a, it's like the game mousetrap where you put together all these crazy things that have nothing to do with the final trap. Yes. And, and they all intertwine, but the only thing they're related to is the bigger thing. I don't know. So I, I like jokes like that. Yes, I see. Where there's a lot of pieces to them. Not everything really catches the mouse. Right. But Some everything is sort of on the topic. Some of it's just, just fun. Some of it's just flipping the man in the pan. Yeah. <laughs> Can we be honest right now? That man never fucking flipped. He fell into that pan. Yeah. <laughs> Only in the commercial did the man flip oh, into y- the yeah, pan. Oh, yeah. You could never replicate that mouse. <laughs> <laughs> That is some good nostalgia right there. Yeah, I, 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 actually, I actually remember, you know, begging my mom for Mousetrap, but she had some sort of inside information about Mousetrap, <laughs> and, it was, and it was probably true that it that it was uh, too good to be true. And she knew. Yeah, she watched those commercials with that perfect red man flipping perfectly into the yeah, she, green pan. She knew. she knew. No way. She might have told me that it was against our religion, but ah, but that go to. But I think that you know there were certain. She, we we weren't allowed certain cereals. I mean, it wasn't like yes. we we weren't allowed. We were not a sugar sugar, cereal. 
but we weren't going to get the ones with the with the frosted um, the marshmallows. Marshmallows. We were a no marshmallow uh, house. Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. That's a no no. Uh, yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. However, so fine. For that some was fine reason. for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because toast is fine. But I could have all the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes, but uh, Cookie Crisp. That's no, no. no, no those are, co- those are yeah. cookies. You look at the nutritional facts next and, to it. And Life Cereal, which is just the same as everything else, except yes. that it's supposed to be good for yes. you. Yes, but it wasn't. It was all sugar. It's the same. Yeah. If Cookie Crisp yeah. had been called Toast Crisp. Yes. Circle yes. Toast. Bagel Chris. Bagel Chris. <laughs> That's laser. They're really going to call it donuts. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a cereal called donuts. Really? Yeah. Looks like powdered donuts, too. Tastes like powdered donuts. Uh, French toast crunch never quite caught on. You know, too eggy tasting. I think that's the oh, problem. Oh, right, right, right. Nobody right, wants right. a simulated and egg then, taste. And then anything, even though I loved the Flintstones growing up, anything that was... That was dealt by the the Flintstones. The pebbles. The Fruity Pebbles and the Cocoa Pebbles were were not allowed either. I don't think we were either. And fucking Cocoa Pebbles. Can I say But the Cocoa Rice Krispies, which were the same thing. (laughs) We're okay. We're fine. It's but, but the bird with cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Yes. No way. <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, those tasted too much like cocoa to me. Not enough like chocolate, too much like cocoa. You know, yeah. remember when you were a kid and you'd yes. come in in the winter and they're like, you want a cup of cocoa? And you're like, yeah. it looks like hot chocolate. I did until I it drank it. Like, then- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a bit you could do. I mean, based so on mediocre. what I know about you. Yeah. So mediocre. <laughs> yes. Just the word. What is this? Is this a muffler's dirt? Yeah. What oh, is- my gosh. <laughs> it's fucking it's never Horrible. Sweet enough. Let oh. me run this board game by Fireball Island. No, nope. okay. Never there, knew it. No. All it made me think of speaking of mousetrap was you know you're going up this mountain and at the top there's an idol and you need to get to the idol. Idol? How do you say idol? Like the engine's idling, and then an idol. You know, same. What I'm I think they're hom- homophobes. <laughs> homophones. Hom- homonyms. No, homophone is when they sound the same. Homonym is, I think, if they're spelled they the meet, same. Oh, caliber. But have different. Yeah, I'm getting that from Austin words. Powers. Yeah, that's, that's caliber. The, it's a homonym. It's a homonym. <laughs> Both the barrels of their guns and the exceptional quality. The movie holds up if Austin. you only watch the Doctor Evil part. Ah, uh, I think of. When we were insolent, I was placed in a burlap yes, sack and beaten the with reeds. It's the best monologue. It doesn't advance the story at all. No. There's no need for it. It's Pretty one standard, t- really. <laughs> oh, I love it. In loved the it. summer would make meat helmets. <laughs> there were a lot of non sequiturs. Yes. Oh. Uh, the sort of genius that the, uh, whatever, the intelligent man has in the insane lament. <laughs> lament. <laughs> comedy monologue it's so funny it was the last poster i almost bought is that a poster uh, yeah just with that dialogue yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I was like i cannot buy a poster i was and 30 the, the will ferrell scene where i'm very badly burned that's funny oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i didn't even know that was will ferrell at the time yeah. like i mean or i didn't give a shit about will ferrell at the time i'm very badly no burned. he's actually telling the truth i am trying to kill him <laughs> Why? Why so good? I remember being in the third one where they rap, and I was with my brother, and uh, just the feeling of dread. I was like, oh, no. Like, I've outgrown it, and they're yeah. bad or something. Yeah. It's a sad thing when you see your first, like, bad movie. Here's a, here are a couple of questions that I, that I like to ask all comedians. Yeah. One, I'll tell you mine so you can understand yes, what I'm asking yes, for. Yes, please. The funniest I've ever laughed at anything. Yes. The first time I ever heard it was a bootleg 
cassette tapes of the Jerky Boys. They weren't oh even known God. as the Jerky Boys, but I never laughed harder at yes. anything. The second most is when uh, Borat wrestled that guy naked in the movie. I was in the just movie talked, uh, it, it, I was in the eponymous Borat. Borat. I was blessed to have seen Borat in a crowded theater in New York City. Me too. And we were just talking about this because I was just on the road with two of my friends, and we were talking. Uh, 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 we were talking about it, and the idea that it made um, this is going to be uh, fuck it. It made white people go like the Apollo. Like we were yes. we were standing up <laughs> we were standing up and stomping. And I'm not saying one's better or worse, but white people tend to be kind of lame and and will just oh, chuckle yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. People were like dancing. Someone did yeah. the robot. I oh mean, my God. we all we all touched the oh, wood for a lot. I mean, it, it was an amazing. It would have been great to have a, a video of that. There should. I mean, they're, they're always taping paranormal activity. People they freaking only show out. Video pe- of people being horrified. Show the joy. Show the people laughing. Show like the that. joy. Yes. If you showed a guy that looked like me get up and do the like break dance, <laughs> how, do you, how do you explain this? You the, wave, the worm. The worm. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. If you. Do a worm. worm down the aisle. Yeah, out of the movie theater, you come up, you're covered in jujubes. <laughs> it's not a good place to do the worm, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're talking like that. Oh, you're that's white. great. <laughs> that was that was a, a, a hilarious, a hilarious <laughs> fucking thing. I would say Borat the show too was when I really started. Yeah. Are you just wondering what makes me laugh? No, no, no. I was wondering. Because I remember the hardest I've ever laughed at anything yes. was the first time I ever heard the Jerky Boys, and the second hardest was so what is the hardest you've ever laughed at anything? Oh my God! You can remember? I, oh Jesus! I <laughs> I can play you audio of something that I laughed at really hard yesterday. Okay, <laughs> this, oh, that's good. This is Chris Thayer. <laughs> Who's done the podcast? And he just did a live one, and I mentioned Bob Seger, right? And then he just started singing Bob Seger, and then I made him do it again uh, for the camera. So this is not as natural, but I died. No, you gotta sing it a cappella. Okay. The best. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so now you used to sing him down And now you stop to think about your dignity <laughs> So now sweet 16's turn 31 You get to feel a weird when the wind is in It's like too high It's like out of, though. It's out of his register If you need a fix You can call back baby Rock and roll I mean, he's using the exact same energy. He just can't put it through the same pipe. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I. I. Great. Okay, that was the redo. When he did it the first time, I was crying, like tears streaming down my face. (laughs) So I'm, I'm blessed to say that I have an example from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I don't really like saying blessed, but I really do feel blessed. I'm like, I am dying with laughter. That's another thing with comedians. We're really lucky. We get to laugh really (sighs) hard, really frequently. That's what makes me so sad. And one of the things I love about your question is, is you ever see like you be in like a fucking CVS by the checkout, and there's a magnet that says, "Remember, laugh once a day" or something. You're kidding me. Is there a handgun to wash that sentiment down yeah. with? Fuck. Once a day? But then there are comedians who you can't make laugh. Or yeah. I can't, no. Or I can't make well, laugh. that's what I like about you rocking the Pandora. That's what I like about you laughing. Oh, I'm a generous laugher. Here yeah. now. Yeah. Why not? I know. It's 
the best feeling. It really it's is. It's literally medically soothing. Yeah. It's good for you in every way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, my voice is hoarse and stuff. It's because I, I, I did a bunch of shows, but also from laughing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going hoarse from laughing yeah. this weekend. Awesome. I'm try- I'd really like to know the end. I, I remember one of the funniest things of my life, but it's something I said. That's okay. That's okay. That's typical of you, though. That you yeah, that is yourself. typical That's of fine. me. That's typ- and I, I was a kid. I was like yeah. probably thirteen. All right, let's hear it. Twelve. And I was in a pool <laughs> with my friend Ern, who's come up twice now. Yeah, he went to that show with me. Yeah, and uh, we were we were talking about we were so we like matured so. People love being like, I'm like a boy. You know what I mean? Like you and I both do that in our stand-up. We're like, I'm, I'm a man that's a boy. Yeah. Okay. I literally did like stop doing things late in life. I stopped playing with G.I. Joes when I was 18, and that was only because of social pressure. But what kind of scenarios were you putting them through at 18? You know, like high school. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Serpentor was playing lacrosse and shit. You know, I, I mean, like I used to love... I, in defense of that, He's playing lacrosse. When <laughs> when people play Grand Theft Auto, those games that are open ended, and you can yeah. kind of, I like playing those games, and I'll make up stuff in my mind. I'll be like, I uh, am injected with a virus, and I need to get into the ocean in twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when I'm on the road and yeah. I land in a in a new airport, yes. I pretend I'm an assassin. Of course you do, Gary. Of course you do, because you're a human man. Yeah. I do this. All the time. I did it when I walked home from high school. And nobody knows. Yeah, of course. I'm the best type of assassin. And if I throw something out, that was me dropping the tracking thing. (laughs) And I say to myself, and I say this with no shame, I'll I'll think in my head, I don't say it out loud, I'll be like, the eagle has landed. Stuff like that. (laughs) Like, I will play the game because my life is better because I'm playing a game. Yeah. So I played with action figures, and and that's the sort of stuff I was doing. I actually used to think it was was brilliant. I was like, these stories are multi-layered. There were there were bee stories, you know what I mean? Oh, that's awesome. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, them their fighting is uh, pretty big. But anyway, I stopped then, and this is this is the really embarrassing thing is me and Ern used to go in the pool and would play like play like kids play, like we not not silly like splashy sort of stuff, but would be like we're gonna make uh, some sort of wrestling tournament and like we'd have all these rules. And I remember we did that into college. Yeah. Okay. Good. We did that in college too, but it was kind of like. Because college is a weird time. You're supposed to be an adult, but you're still clinging on to like you're still sometimes doing baby things or whatever. Yeah, like you miss your mommy and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were in the pool, me and Ern, and I said to him, I, I was like, "Let's do the Olympics. We're going to have different events, and uh, and uh, we'll have a, an underwater breath holding contest. Uh, we'll have a lap swim." And then, <laughs> <laughs> while we were standing in the shallow end, this kid, much younger than us, like I don't know, eight, was just housing it breaststroke uh crawl stroke going right at us like he didn't see us and he was coming right at both of us (laughs) he he was going to run into there was going to be a collision yeah and i said and other events such as running from this guy (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious and, uh, <laughs> Do you know how delightful you must have been? <laughs> Ern got out of the so pool cool. and vomited. That's how hard he left. He threw up from laughing. So beautiful. <laughs> I could still to this day, you know, I'm 33, he's 33. I could text him and be like, other events such as running from this guy, and he would still, he still oh laugh. I'm God. so happy that I got to tell How, how old the guy you. was he? 
Earn? No, no, no. The guy coming coming at us. Him. I think I think he was he was younger than us. That's all I remember. Okay. I'm guessing oh, like eight. Great. But eight, it's funnier ten. that you call him a guy. <laughs> we other events such as running from this guy, running too. Yeah, it's not That's swimming. It's like running. You couldn't run. The swim run is a very funny run. <laughs> it is. It's the funniest run. Yeah, it's the funniest run. Oh, good God in heaven! So many things. What are the other funniest things you've ever laughed at? I want to remember all of them. In fact, would do would be living happier lives if we stopped and tried to remember all the hard times we've laughed, just weeping with laughter. Well, a, a few weeks ago, I was on a on a uh, gig that was just outside the city, so I I drove. Do you live in New York? Yeah, I live on the Upper East Side. Okay, I drove Dan Natterman and Dan Soder, and Dan um, does great voices and and <clears throat> he does a great old timey <laughs> radio host. Oh my God, he's just all day. Yeah, he's just an incredible. <laughs> this is an incredible. Uh, Guy announcing, um, this is what he was. He was he was a uh, Def Jam comic announcing uh, laid back alt comics, and, oh. and he would warn the audience as to what was going to happen. Oh, if y'all intend on uh, using heavy machinery later, <laughs> you may you may want to avoid alcoholic beverages. Because this next, this next <laughs> motherfucker is going to. <laughs> this, this next motherfucker can cause drowsiness, and alcohol can intensify this effect. <laughs> but right before you would announce the first states, it's not you. Of yeah, course. let's just say it's, it's me to be safe. He would just lambaste the guy, basically saying how how sleep inducing he was. Yeah, and he would give it up for my man, <laughs> Pete Holmes. <laughs> That is great. Oh my god! I don't. I'm so jealous of the Def Jam style, yeah. and I don't know how to do it. I actually, I've been trying to do this on stage, and this is another thing. People, I, I don't know if people ever doubt my sincerity, but when I say on stage, I often say on stage, I'm like, "Do this in your life. It'll make you laugh. It'll make your life better." I mean it. Every time I'm in a hotel, which is pretty often, especially these past couple of months, they have that sign in the hotel that says, uh, 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 "Okay, be green." Uh, a towel on the floor means please replace. On the rack means I'll use it again. We save tens of thousands of gallons yeah. of water if you use it again. Uh, you save the earth. And I, I, I don't know how to say this without being kind of offensive, but it's true if, if this voice is offensive. I always do alone. I go, really? All of a sudden you give a fuck about the environment? You leave <laughs> the heat on in the motherfucking pool? How about this? Wash my damn towels. Oh, and, then, <laughs> and then I do a dance and I play a beat and then I just say wash my damn towels over and over. And it's like, really? I can leave the TV on all day. You cool with that bitch? Wash my damn towels. <laughs> and, and then it just becomes the thing that I say. I'll introduce, I told the other comics with me this weekend the bit. And I actually did it on stage once and it did work because I found Sean O'Connor gave me the setup that he thought would take the edge off it, which is, have you ever read a sign or a placard and you respond in your brain like the comedian Monique? And then, then, oh, that's then it, really funny. it took the edge off of it. Yeah. I couldn't just be like, sometimes I just talk in, in this kind of stereotypical black voice. But if I said you respond like a Def Jam comedian, and then when you say Monique, now it's, 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 it's a woman and it's yeah. twice removed. Well, it's just a dialect. Like Cockney. Right. Ex- ex- well, yes, it is. But for some reason, it, of course, yeah. it can in feel America, a little bit more. They can't understand that. Wash my damn towels. And the more you whisper, it's like, really? Okay. 
You're gonna wash my bed sheets because I came all over. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I made it doubly offensive. How about this? How about that? And everyone's going nuts because he's the wash my damn towels guy, and he waits for them to get real quiet and goes, "Wash my damn towels." Oh, Bonch, yeah. <laughs> like the DJ starts spinning it and be like, "Wash my damn towels." Mics are being thrown back. It's like the Show Me the Money scene in Jerry Maguire. I didn't even realize that's where I'm getting it. With the late Aries Spears. Is Aries no longer? No, I just wanted to say <laughs> I didn't mean late, like dying. I mean, if you ever work on the road with him, yeah. he's an hour and a half late. Is <laughs> You're reminding me of a joke that somebody else said. I don't remember, but he goes, it was a black guy, and he goes, why they call dead people late? Motherfucking, they ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> I envy that cadence. I envy that cadence. Uh, Tony Woods had a great one like that where he says, uh, Goldilocks comes in. She's like, this bed is too soft. This bed is too hard. Bitch, this ain't your house. <laughs> we were also enjoying this whole weekend. I honestly don't know if there's ever... Ever any other context other than a podcast, maybe, where I can pr- uh, apologize while I'm doing it. But we missed that, like, kind of, like, you know, semi-pro, like, the Afro yeah. uh, jive-talking black guy that casually refers to his girlfriend as a bit. <laughs> I found that so fun. I couldn't stop doing it, where it's just, like, it's loving stuff. It's like, you want some lemonade? Bitch, get your ass out of here. You know they love each other. He's like, get the fuck out of here, bitch, with the lemonade. You know I love her so much. Like, what is this voice? It's so offensive, but it's so fun to do. I love that bitch. (laughs) Bitch, I will beat the shit out of your face. I will never, baby. I love you so much, you crazy white bitch. And she's white. (laughs) I love it. I love I'm it. so happy that we're doing this. It fills me with joy. So those are the things that make me laugh really, really hard. Yeah, weird, weird, weird voices and stuff. And uh, and and Chris Thayer singing. Let me play. I, <laughs> oh wait, we missed one part where he says. If you need a fix, <laughs> you can come back. Baby. That makes me laugh. I just wanted to snip it. Just I think it's amazing it. that he knows all the words. Well, that's, that's not from other his generation. Thing. He's like twenty six. Yeah. And I mentioned Bob Seger casually and sang it. We laughed the entire. When it was a ride. hit, I must have heard it a million times. Yeah. And I couldn't have told you the part that I was trying to play. Other was, than rock and roll never forgets. He goes, uh, "Come back, baby." Come back, baby. It's like the Leonard Bird sign of the end of the world as we know it. It's interesting because I heard Bob Seger's uh, Like a Rock the other night. Yes. And I couldn't help but think of the Chevy commercial. Of course. And he completely ruined it for me. I hope he got paid a lot for that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I, I've, I've had bands ruined by who recommended them to me. Like, because I think I, I hear the music and I just go, fucking Toby. You know? <laughs> Well, I, I didn't get into the Beastie Boys initially because the kids at school who liked them were a bunch of burnout assholes. Right. Interesting. Uh, and I was like, well, I don't want to be liking the same thing that they like. I'm going to Bonnaroo, and a lot of the kids that liked fish at my school were actually kind of jockey. I know that doesn't really make sense, but they were like Well, jo- what school was it? Lexington High. Yeah. They were like jock hippie. Yeah, because they're also well off. Yeah. 
They have the luxury. A, yeah, they're mm. lacrosse jocks. They and they were That's a different type of jock. It is a different. It's the the, the, the white the fo- hats. Football. Yeah, football is the is the blue collar jock. That's fucking right, man. I didn't yeah. even realize it. it's like uh, breaking la- down yeah. different groups of white people: the Irish yeah, whites yeah, yeah, and yeah. the English whites. Yeah, you have the lacrosse uh, jocks and the, right. If you played sports, yeah, you knew the difference. Yeah, you kind of knew the difference. But you were yeah. a football. You played football. Yeah. Were you a working class jock? Is jock offensive? No, I, I you probably don't I mean, want to be I didn't really, fi- I didn't really fit in with those. There was nobody that I really fit in with. I, I mean, I, Every, uh, I, I always use this as an example of how nerdy I was. I had Dungeons and Dragons. I had a full the set with the books, yeah. and everything, and nobody to play it with. Oh, really? So I used to just kind of prepare, <laughs> get it ready to go. Things, but oh, just yeah, thinking that eventually see. I would come across somebody who also play. I tried to teach my father how to play at one point. Oh, and it's just, you're breaking He couldn't my get heart. past. He couldn't get past the twenty sided die. Oh no! You know they're playing down there currently. Oh. They have a game that they play here at Meltdown. <clears throat> you, re- I, I know so many fucking comedians. I would build my characters. That's oh. what I could do on my own. You know, I would build yes. a character. But then I had nobody really to, that to play is, it with. So, I, you know, the key is to, to be nerdy amongst an, uh, with a other group nerds. of other nerds, yeah. And then you'd do that, and then you'd go... But hey. the other thing was, I was also this huge kid who was very athletic. I could jump high and run fast. Right. And so I... I yeah. I became obsessed the same way with, like, basketball. And I, I would also play and collect all the cards and the, right. read all the books and everything you like that. You had, like, that. both so it was sides. just an obsessive. It's weird. You had both sides. And yeah. apparently you have some neuroses or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, you got enough yeah. of the crazy to be funny. <laughs> I, I don't even mean that in a bad way. I, right. I don't, I'm not picking up oh, neuroses no, it's a, on no, you. No, it's a gift. It's a blessing. It is. It's a yeah. superpower. Yeah. It's being bit by a radioactive yeah. spider. That's exactly I, I love that when Dave Chappelle said that comedy is a language that he speaks. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, during that interview with uh, Lipton. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen that. I can't believe I don't remember that poll yeah, quote. Maybe it was with the Oprah. Whatever it was, it was during that period when he was making a lot of... Yes. Appearances. Yeah. And now none. The comedy, uh, yeah. Well, now he still does the occasional, like, six hour set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking, I was just talking to somebody about that, where it's the idea that he does these sets and they're really, really long, but he's just talking and, and that they can be a little bit of a letdown sometimes. Sometimes. Some people love it. Yeah. But I, he used to drop into the Boston so often. Okay. And I'd watch him do two hours and I'd yeah. just be like. He came by the cellar over the summer and he, he was brilliant. Really? Yeah. It well, wasn't six hours. It was a couple hours. Uh, he did a couple hours yeah. of brilliance? And it was Louis, Chris Rock, and Dave Chappelle, like, back to back to back. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And we all got paid, but we didn't go on. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you watched. I watched Louis, and I watched Rock, and then I watched Dave at the beginning. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, this is... Who knows when this is going to end? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of you watching. Oh, so what was I going to say? Oh, I didn't finish that thing. About Which is wa- don't stop watching the other comedians because yeah. um, you, you might find that this thing that is uh, you thought was so unique, yes, is being done by other comedians. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. And I think over, we covered that. Yeah. Here's a, but this is what it's funny that you brought that back up because that's what I was wondering. I don't like watching other comedians because I'm afraid that I'll rip them off. Oh, yeah. Because there's something they're doing, a little voice. Uh, for example. You can't watch Todd Barry. You can't watch Todd Barry. Because you'll Absolutely. talk like Todd Barry for the rest of the uh, Brian Regan. I literally yes. would never watch my favorite comedian, Brian Regan, yeah. ever again. Uh, even, even Steve Martin creeps into my stuff sometimes. And I'm just kind of like, eh. Don't you want to rip off some of those things he started his shows with? Steve Martin? Yeah. Uh, want to. I think I have. 
where I'm just like, okay, let's get started. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest. And Louie, last time I saw him at the comedy studio, Louie went up and did an opener about how there's no natural way to open. And I was like, I can't watch anymore. I can't. It'll ruin me. Because, like, that's a, that's a thought I would have, and now I know he does it. It's well, like I, I can't go to, to the doctor or I'll find I used, out I Before have I saw Louie do that, I used to do this thing where I said, this is, this is awkward because now I have to be the life of the party, but the thing that I'm doing is really obnoxious because you're all at this party, and I'm telling everybody to shut up, and, and you now have to listen. Uh, and Let me – oh, no. <laughs> I do a very, very similar thing where I, I go up – Like, who is this guy? You should be saying, who right, is this guy? Right. I, I've, I've said when I go up, I'm like, what an absurd profession where I want you to clap before I've done anything. <laughs> And then I'm like, I feel like I've invited you all over for a party. Literally, I say party, but yeah. you can't talk. I have a microphone. Just laugh and clap at what I say. Yeah. And then I often will say, beats getting to know each other, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> you're, really you're funny. You're a great ego boost. But no, we're all great. doing very similar things. Yeah. But like, I Because we've acknowledged, but I loved it when, when uh, Steve Martin gets on and he goes, uh, check the time. Don't want to do too long. Uh, I got a test tomorrow. That's He says, I got a test tomorrow. Fantastic. Get my degree, get out of this bullshit. Fucking. And this was already when he was hugely famous. Yeah. The idea yeah. that he had a test. He also had that bit, I think it's on the same album, where he goes, like, uh, I, have to, I have to read my contract and talk about his money. <laughs> and he's like, uh, 250 seats at $12. And he does the break. And then, he goes, <laughs> and then he's like, well, ideally, I'd like to be doing a, a one show, uh, $10 million a seat. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> and he's, like, he's always talking about, like, Here's the best Steve Martin opening that I was just thinking about as I did my fifth show or whatever this past couple weekends. Uh, sorry, I dropped a pen. He went up and he's like, oh, it's really great to be here. Uh, and I know a lot of performers sound really fake when they're like, hey, it's really great to be here. But uh, I really do mean it when I say, hey, it's really great to be here. <laughs> and then he goes, no, but seriously, I really do love coming out here and doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And I'm like, oh, my fuck. What is this? 1967? You fucking, you, yeah. you won it? And then you walked away, as you should, you white-haired wizard? But that, that brings me to my other question that I ask a lot of comedians. I How like- much would they have to pay you? To never do comedy again. Uh, no amount. And I'm not I, just saying that no, to I be agree, the man. I agree with that. Okay. I agree with that. In fact... Dan I'm, Adderman said $5 million, but he gets to do YouTube videos. Ha! 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 But wow. I said there is no amount. There's absolutely no amount. Have you... Look, I grew up not wanting for money. We were upper middle class, as everybody is that... Is Nobody ever admits that. Being upper class or whatever. We weren't upper class, you know what I mean? We, but, but nobody ever admits that they weren't wanting for money. We did, Yeah, I, I never... I yeah. mean, like, my mom would tell you that they had huge fights about how they were going to pay for school and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't really okay. feel it. Well, they were nice enough to keep it from you. My They'd, father used to come... My parents were divorced. My father used to come on Sundays. Yes. And there would be a thing about this check that he had to write... Really? Sunday. Oh my God! And if I, I told you the amount of money it was—it was pittance compared to now because it was the the '70s and everything like yes. that. But he would whine every Sunday, and so I just always was worried about money. Oh my God! Yeah, I actually think Growing I did. Up. I think I started to put it together that there was some money tension. Yeah. Why? What were we talking about just now, Steve Martin? How much you would have to? Oh, and then yeah. how much you'd have to pay? So here's the thing: I know what it's like to, uh, and certainly as I was an adult to. Um, like an older, I guess a teenager, then money was less uh, stressed. I was in a public high school and all this sort of stuff. I know what it's like to be able to afford an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, and some cognac or whatever the fuck. It's not that great. Yeah. That's not meaning. 
That's right. not life. I've been happier without money. And what, what am I saying? I had I had a pretty good chunk of change for years and years off development deals and sure. touring and stuff like that. And then I got into a situation where I bought a house with this girl and oh, wow. got into debt and everything <laughs> your, like your that. Your face just flashed every emotion. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got into huge, <laughs> I got into huge debt and and have struggled for for a couple of years financially. I mean, not. Like Hammer always said, listen, I'm not destitute. Right. But I understand. I'm in, I'm in debt and everything. As the like MC yeah, always yeah, yeah. laid down. Yeah. He, he was always, but I always appreciated that. He, that he was clear. Of course. That, yeah. He had lost a lot of money, but what he wasn't it is, destitute. Is, what it is, is, is you uh, go from, look, I think about it all the time. I think about money all the time and, and, and how lucky I am. You think about it at the airport. You'd be an asshole to not be a comedian and look at your cab driver and then be like, I just got paid to tell yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're an yeah. asshole if you don't stop and be grateful for right. that. But what it is is you're used to a certain quality of life, yeah. you know, goose egg omelets and shit. And now you have to just eat regular omelets. That's what Hammer probably had to do. Right. You know, he couldn't. <laughs> Are you okay? What happened? Oh, are you, you just laughing or did you hit no, your knee? Oh, that'll be what the donations are for this week. Katie hurt herself on the knee. We always take donations for Katie. <laughs> you made it weird. com. Oh, Katie. So anyway, the th- so you're saying with the less money, more happy. Happier with less money. Fuck money, man. Look, yeah. I love money and it's great and not to think about it and not to worry because about it. I wasn't it. loving doing comedy. Yes. And I'm loving that's, doing it. I look forward to it every every time. That's real meaning. Yeah. Here's here's a profound thing and I I, I I'm hesitant to kind of say this sort of thing but it's true when i was writing for tv i the difference between stand-ups and uh people writing for a studio like making a show like um kind of the television factory or whatever uh they all had a price and it's it's not and i'm not putting them down yeah. These are some of the best most creative wonderful artistic people who if you were like look i'll give you a hundred million dollars but you can't write for tv anymore Absolutely. Yeah. I was at a table of 18 absolutely's because they'd do other things. They'd write novels and stuff. Yeah. But there's no substitute to, to comedy, to pure yeah. comedy, to doing stand-up. There's no, there's no amount yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad. Yeah. So that takes away a lot of the, the pressure of quote-unquote making it for right. everybody. It's like, no, I, 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 yeah, I'd like to that, – that was the thing that I think was the problem early on was getting the development deals – I only wanted to get on sitcoms so that more people would come yeah, to my shows and I'd right. be able to do more stand-up. Right. And then certain guys have shown that, well, yeah, you can be only a stand-up again. Right. And, and that's enough. Because of all these things. Yes. And that's enough. Yes. And you can have people who come to see you, that's which, what, is a, which is a great thing, which is all I ever, that's all all you I need. ever wanted. That's all you need. Yeah. I, and I, I'm learning that wonderfully because of this podcast, which is a free show. Nobody's making any money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, the idea that when I go out now... People are there to see me. Yeah. And I was like, why wasn't I chasing this with everything? Yeah. I was going after, and I still am, don't get me wrong, going after little deals and movies or television or whatever. But like the feeling of being in a room full of people that are there because they already yeah. like you yeah. is why we suffered through all the open mic years, why we had our ass handed to us all that time. Because yeah. there was something in us. God love us, yeah. that actually knew maybe at some point, and these aren't big rooms. I'm not playing big rooms. playing little rooms with uh, 30 people maybe who know who I am and 20 that don't, and that's heaven. Heaven. That's all I need. It's amazing. It's a treat. It really is. And you're good at it. Yeah. I'm only saying that because you spend so long being bad. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. When you start, what sucks is you hate you too. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're up there and your body is like, so I would be apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll be good. I remember being on stage and being like, I can see myself in my head killing. I just don't know what words I'm saying. Yeah. I would have this fantasy of me being up there and being like, is that what you do? <laughs> Watch my damn tails. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what the words were. That that's the feeling of starting, yeah. Yeah. and now to, and now to be there. So there's no amount. I always think about that. The blind confidence it takes. I remember, and this is this is. Uh, you talked about adrenaline. This is why I must remember it. I remember there were three women who got up right before my first ever yes. open mic. Yes, they got up to leave. This is the blind confidence, and I said, "Oh, you don't want to miss this." No. Your yeah. first show. Yeah. It's a delusion that delusion. assists us. It assists us. It absolutely it does. It helps us. It it's absolutely the, does. It's the, guy, it's the gladiators going into the fight, and you're like, this is going to be sweet. You don't want to miss this. You what an don't want to miss it. But, but I admire that kid. Oh. I When I started, my first show was in Salem, Massachusetts, and I invited everyone I know. What, do you remember where it was? It was in a place called the Lyceum. It wasn't a, oh, it wasn't okay. a club. It was a restaurant. Yeah. And I rented I know that out restaurant. the top. Is that right? Yeah. You're familiar with Salem? Yeah, Salem. It's right next to my hometown, which is Peabody. Oh, Peabody. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peabody, of course. Yeah. Of course. Fucking Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the show Cry Innocent? The uh, There were the Puritans that would walk around in costume. That's what I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was one of those Puritans. We'd walk around and hand out flyers in character. You, you have a puritanical Yeah, no, I, it, was, it was perfect. I didn't have to wear the costume. I, I just wore like a Bart Simpson shirt, and they're like, you're in that play, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. What were we saying? Fuck. Peabody? Salem? Oh, I the balls on this kid, the first time I did stand-up, invited everyone, my parents, yes, everyone who I do I invited everybody. Everyone you don't want to see yes. you now. Yeah. Is at your first show. Yeah. And they have to keep coming to the shows. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. But my friend Tom Kalatasi, who's a great supporter of me and came to my early shows, that's the kid who would do the stone face. Hard to make him laugh would make me nervous if he's at a show. Yeah. I want, he comes to shows. I want to do well when he's there. He makes oh, me nervous to this day. Those are the only people that I performed for. There were no regular people. Yeah. Only my dad. On, I don't know if my dad, I think my dad was there. Only my mother, certainly. My fucking uh, brother. My fucking brother, John. <laughs> hey John, we're going to fucking Peabody with Joe the Fort Sander. You do a great. I mean, you are from there, but that's no. My parents have it. Do your parents have it? Yeah, my parents, my brothers have it. You just have to relax, the Joe. My brothers have it, and uh, everybody <laughs> in my neighborhood has it. Neighborhood. The there interesting thing about my neighborhood is I'm not Gary in my neighborhood. I'm Louie. Really? Yeah, I used to insist everybody call me Louie when I was growing up. That's a great accent. Yeah, I insisted everybody fucking call me Louie. I was like, I'm not Gary. I'm Louie. Gary. Call me Louie. Why? My middle name is Lewis, and I didn't like the sound of Gary, so I, uh, I well, changed Gary it to is, Louis. That's all. It's kind of similar, Gary Louis. Yeah, Gary Louis. I was Gary Louis Gullman. So then, I, everybody of a certain age calls me, and in that neighborhood, call me Louis. Still, yeah. Post TV and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is your picture up in any pizza parlors? Fucking Nick's Pizzeria, some um, shit. It, it has. I mean, when I went home this past time, I put up a poster to invite everybody to my special. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted as many people to come as possible. So uh, so my poster was at like the, the Giovanni's and at the gym and okay. all these other... This gym where every time I go on the radio station, I, I plug it so that they let me exercise there for free. Really? Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah, Power Fit Gym and Peabody. Ah! <laughs> Hulu just gave me three months free because I talked about how great Hulu is on this show. Oh my god! So gosh. if you want to say anything that you really like, it might happen. 
I'm trying to think what I, I, I just love say. You it. like Hulu? They'll make it happen for you. I love. I haven't used Hulu, but I I, I am going to uh, <coughs> use it because I just got Apple TV. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. Fucking I, awesome. I got it at the uh, North Shore Mall, kid. Really? Yeah, you know, dude. You know what? It fucking made me want to ask you about the fucking headshot in a pizza place. Is if yeah. you go to fucking, I think it's Alexander's Pizza in Arlington. Yeah. Fucking Dane Cook's fucking headshot. Well, fucking Dane Cook used to used to sling pizzas there. I think he did not. Well, maybe not at Alexander's, but he was a pizza. I don't know slinger. if it's actually called Alexander's. It was yeah, he fucking, was doing he was doing fucking comedy. It's on Mass Ave. Pizza during the same day. Oh, really? Yeah. And then his headshots up, and I was like, but, I, I didn't realize that's a goal of mine is to have my hometown be like. Put them up by the oven. <laughs> you know, Lexington isn't one of those towns. No, it's not. No. They'll never own me. No, Lexington is NPR. It, it is. They'll put a picture of Terry Gross up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and be like, no wonder she's on the radio. Here's, <laughs> here's a recurring nightmare. Yeah. I'm invited to do Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Yeah, she's not a bad looking woman. And that. filling in for Terry Gross is Dave Davies. Who, Dave Davies? He's the guy who fills in for Terry Gross. Oh my God! Yeah, that and would I be, go crazy. That would be heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like doing Letterman, and they're like their guest host is. That's what happened when like, I did Letterman. Is that right? Yeah. Who was guest host? David Brenner, which was nice. I grew up watching him, but I always wanted to do it with the, with well, Letterman since then, and and uh, and I haven't. You're perfect for Letterman. Oh, thanks. Because he hates mean. I had a joke where I was like, "You can't tell if your apartment's haunted in New York because there's so much happening." Windows could be breaking. You're just like, who cares? <laughs> Puerto Rico won, right? Yeah. Now that's a that's a fine joke. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Just got shit canned. Eddie Brills. Eddie Brill was like, I like that joke a lot, but Dave won't like it because yeah. it's it's kind of mean. And I was like, is it? I'm just saying they're festive. He's like, he'll think it's mean. So no mean. Yeah. And he likes smart, and he likes people that can do it while standing still. It's funny because I had a joke about um, when you see a woman in L.A. with a broken nose. You think she had a nose job, and in Boston, you think the Bruins lost. <laughs> That's really mean. It didn't get on Letterman, did it? No, I never uh, did it. I never did it outside of Boston. I had a joke. <laughs> I'm not even going to do that joke. There's there's certain jokes where you're like, I can't ever do that. It was very early. Do you write on. down your jokes? Do you have notebooks and stuff, or do no, you just no? They're just floating around like a That's jerk. That's cool. I guess so. I used to think that was really. I used to write stupid. down everything word for word when I first started. And yeah, me I, too. Now I just kind of record and. I used to try to remember. break it down with a line. Uh, you know, uh, beats. Uh, yeah, that was a beat. Yeah, yeah. It, was like, it looked like poetry or whatever. Yeah, but then it is poetry, as Louis C.K. said. Though there's dictating and then there's talking, and it's it's the opposite sides of the brain. So if you're dictating your joke, it's not going to have this. The way that I'm talking right now is how I want to talk on stage. Yeah. Somebody actually just gave me that compliment. There, you're just talking up there, and I'm like, what else would I fucking do? Yeah, you know what I mean. Not not to yeah. be mean to someone giving me a compliment. I didn't say that. I just thought that. But the joke, I I said this in life. It was something about I had a friend who would go to Mexico to get her birth control because it was cheaper. And I was like, but do you trust that? There's a lot of Mexicans, right? <laughs> and I, I thought that was a great joke. But then it was like, is that mean? I don't know if that's mean. I'm always No, it's the- just ignorant. <laughs> but it's, but the joke? Well, the character who's making that joke yes. is ignorant. Right, exactly. It's, it's very, He's uh, a dum-dum. Yeah. I see. What you, I thought you meant ignorant, like, how dare you put those people in, in this box or whatever. No. You're saying the, he's the, a dum-dum. Yeah, because it, a lot of it has to do with Catholicism, poverty. Yes. Right. Right? Sure, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and whether or not their uh, birth control is working, which is kind of yeah. a weird premise. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> I remember I said that to my mother because I read the story and then I said... I don't know if I trust that. There's a lot of Mexicans and everyone laughed. It's really funny. And then maybe I should do it. I don't know. But that's like a jokey joke. I don't really like doing jokey jokes no more. Yeah, yeah. We get sick of them. Let's talk about Dane a little bit. 
Okay. You, you guys had Torgasms together. Yeah, we did Torgasms. I loved you on Torgasm. I really did. did. I really liked that show. I And by the way, the, a lot of shows that I think people do, and you bring up Dane Cook, it's like, let's shit on Dane. I actually did. I, I like Dane, and I defend him pretty pretty. He was, he was on the first open mic I ever went before I became a comedian. No. It wasn't really an open mic. It seemed to be the amateur contest. Yes. And he won. He was, I mean, he was already so great yes. at that time he ha- had this great speak and spell joke and, and at, the, at an open yeah, mic? Yeah, yeah. That's from his it presents. It wasn't really an open mic but everybody was an amateur. Right. And they were I think he won $300 hey, that hey, night. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speak so, so like that, the devil. Yeah, so that was the first time I <laughs> he ever... He gets s- mad when I talk to him about Harmful of Swallowed. I don't see him that often but if I yeah. compliment him uh, or if we talk about something and I reference Harmful because I don't know his new stuff yeah. at all right. in the same way that I don't know your new stuff I'm just yeah. not watching newer yeah, stuff yeah of course because you're uh, avoiding it so that you don't so sound I don't rip like it off people. I yeah. don't want to sound like Dane and Dane yeah. is somebody go to the Laugh Factory you'll see 15 Danes and oh then the real God. Dane yeah. <laughs> and then the real Dane will I come know. and show uh, people that's why I defend him it's not that easy you know what I mean? Yeah. People think it is. People go up in their fucking tight shirts with their stupid douchebag hair. I'm not saying that's what he is. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's what it, you'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. These muscly idiots yeah. eat shit. And then Dane will come up and just talk yeah. and do better. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what was it, what were we saying? Fucking, oh, A-E-I-O, Oh, so we always, we like always thought devil. he was funny. So that was the first time I saw him. I had nothing. Yeah. I, he didn't have a, a cult yeah. of personality. Yes. Uh, you know, so, so it was a pure... Seeing him and I was blown away. Yeah, and I was a fan. Yeah, and so I always and then we became close over the years and I would always open Back for then? him. Yeah, I would always open for him when he came to town and I, I just enjoyed it because and he w- he was a guy before it became the thing who would have new stuff every time he came back to is that to right? Boston? Yeah, and I would be really excited to see it. Yeah, he'd be in L.A. and I was living in Boston and well, so very, very yeah, I was always a fan. Uh, that's cool. He, and he, I remember Dane went. I started to tell Dane stories, but he went to New York, and I think it was at the Boston Barry Katz's club. And he and uh, Barry called him the guy who took New York in two nights because he did one night <laughs> and destroyed. Yeah. And then Barry was just like, "It's too good to be true. If you do that again tomorrow, yeah. I'll sign you or whatever." And he did it again, and it was just like, "That's it." And yeah. that's everybody's fantasy. I wanted to go to New York and just be like, I'm here. You know, yeah. and it took like months and months and months. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's one way to do it. Yeah. yeah. To just Very smoke rare. it right yeah. up top. I yeah. don't know anybody like that. But I think that's where a lot of the uh, – one of the things that I find interesting, and you would know, he doesn't seem aware that he has haters or he doesn't seem as aware as, as we all are. Oh, no. If you saw his – one of his last specials. He talked about he it? He talked about it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Is, is, as yeah. I was saying that, I'm remembering He said he Googled now. himself, and he says that the computer said, you sure you want to do this? Ah, really that's funny. very good. Yeah. I, I, just, uh, he's been doing stand-up again lately, after yeah. he was retired. And, uh, well, really? We have to close? Sorry. Oh, that was a nice reaction. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, ha- you're having a good I'm time. I am having a good really time. Really flew by. Am I going to see you tomorrow, Katie? Ten more minutes. Sorry, cool. frowny. F- At least Katie put the frowny face. Yeah, on that was there. nice. Yeah, fuck everything. Well, it's because we're in the store. We don't normally do these at night, and we're. Cl- Why am I wasting time? I really time? appreciate you accommodating me. Are you- no, are you kidding? Oh, I flew in today, and, and it came straight here. It's awesome. That's really cool. Where did you fly in from? From fucking. Uh, I was just in Indiana. Wow, that's a long flight. God it, bless yeah. You. Well, we drove to Chicago and then flew. That's wow. what we did. I don't know because it was fun. That's where rock and roll never forgets. Well, you know what? I just want you to not get run down. 
Yeah. Ah, what are you, you a nice sick. sweet manager? Yeah, that would be. I would sick. love somebody to say that to me. Nobody gives a fuck. They just want their ten percent. No, traveling is ta- traveling is brutal. Yeah, and you're really gonna take care of yourself. Well, that's why. Speaking of Steve Martin and all that sort of stuff, that's why I've been bringing people. I brought Chris and I brought Sean O'Connor with me. That's great. And then I lost uh, easily a thousand dollars bringing them. Yeah, and, you, and you don't make that much. It. I worth it because totally I'm, worth I'm it working out my hour. And all we did was hang out and laugh. Yeah. And I'll never, never yeah. go on the road again alone. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. It's the best. And I and I, I definitely didn't make that much money. I kind of almost broke even, basically. Yeah, it's fine. But I got to run my hour. Yeah. That's all I need to it's do. It's fine. And you know what? These guys need a little help. And they need... And you know what? I'm sorry. I wouldn't have brought it up. And I'm glad you did because I like sounding like a good person. And I like feeling like a good person. People did that shit for me. Yes. People did that shit for yeah. me. Comedians... They're like, oh, we're, we're all lone wolves and we're just cutthroat. Fuck no. you, man. I'm here because so many people helped me. You're mentioning yes. it. Bill Burr, Jim Gaffigan. These guys fucking helped me. Yes. And they made it happen back when I was making 300 bucks a week. Yeah. Fucking hustling at Bennigan's. You know what I yeah. mean? Dane recommended me to Barry Katz when I was like three or four years in. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so great. The, Are yeah, you no so longer with the B-Cats? Uh, no. Everybody left the Barry Cats. Yeah. Dane so. left the Barry. Everybody. It seems Jay like. Moore didn't, though. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, that's funny because yeah. um, I, I was thinking of a Jerry Maguire thing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that ironic the one that, that Bert Sugar was Jerry the most Maguire. loyal? Yeah. <laughs> he, was the, he was the one who was, yeah. Wash no my damn towels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, wash my damn towels. I love that bitch. <laughs> 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 well, we're out of time. This sucks. I wanted to ask you about recording your... Did that work, the 25 minutes of set thing work to record your album? Yeah. It did? Yeah. You That's wouldn't even know. They did such really? a great job putting it together. And Dane Cook's audiences have always been so yes. you know, energetic and, yes. and really great. And really, I mean, it, it, it's not like I absorbed any of them. I didn't get all the f- followers. Yeah, you, but, you think that's going to happen. But I, I know. They were so generous to me as far as not being like, all right, we're waiting to see Dane. Right. And they right, really right, right. laughed. And so the album came out fantastic. Oh, it took great. me another six years before I was able to, I recorded again and again and again before I could get what I wanted to hear from a, an audience. Really? Oh, you were trying to make I was your trying album? to make my second album for years. Wow. And it just, I, one I, time it was that I waited too long to listen to it and I'd already written another 20 minutes or 30 minutes yeah. of jokes. And I was like, well, this isn't indicative of you what You gotta I'm doing put it now. out. Yeah. Jokes are never done. They're just abandoned. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that sort of, uh, sort of idea that I'm ripping up. Yeah. I tried to do it piecemeal too and it didn't work. But I, I was doing it at UCB a month apart and oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. never the no, same. No, this was, this was, we did like six shows in a weekend. Oh, uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way and to do it. And most of it came from, you know, two shows. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I, it sucks. So oh, interesting. Sports meaningless. The reason I don't like sports is because when I watch them and everybody's going for the ball and sweating and injuring themselves, you know, there'll be like a guy down and a gurney. Yeah. And the intensity and the people cheering and screaming reminds me of how they're all just pretending that it means something. And then that echoes into life. I'm like, we're all just pretending it means something. And that makes me feel hollow and empty. So you turn into Camus. Who's, who that? Um... Sartre, Camus, they were the existentialists, oh, the French yeah. I, I definitely have an existentialist yeah. crisis when I yeah. watch sports. No, People I, are like, why don't you like basketball? I'm like, because the ball doesn't you need mean to read, anything. You need to read the myth of Sisyphus. <laughs> Sisyphus, I know that from a Red Bull commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Why? Oh. why? Tell me why. The myth of Sisyphus is just, his, he's punished by the gods. Yes. He has to roll a boulder up the hill, and at the end of the day, it rolls all the way down. And, he, and, and right. so the assumption is, is that he's miserable. Um, 
And Camus says you need to find that we're all Sisyphus. You need to find meaning in this. In the boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Norm MacDonald said on uh, WTF, he said something about like his therapist was like, you like gambling because it takes your mind off death. And he's like, isn't that everything? Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's a great WTF, isn't it? It's a great WTF. They're, they're, one of my favorite ones because yeah. for Norm MacDonald to say that he didn't think he was a funny person, that he was just a great writer. Yeah. It was just like, oh my God. And to talk about how he really wants to believe in God was really nice for me. I don't know why. I kind of was like, surely this Norm guy, he seems so like above it all, would be like, eh, it's all bullshit. But he seems to be looking for it. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I like. I no, like I admire that too. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man of faith. I don't know. Are you a man of faith? Yeah, but I don't know. What? <laughs> my religious ah. background was... It was cobbled together through my family and, and so much superstition and, and all that that I... And were they religious? They thought they were. Right. But they were... They, <laughs> we going to temple? Yeah, we were going to temple and everything. And I was Hebrew school and bar mitzvah and everything like that. But there was... There was not a. There was an Old Testament view of God where he was just this punishing, yeah, vengeful, scary God, angry God who you really had to kiss his ass, and and, and it's right. still that way. And it just it was kind of it was kind of petty and stuff. Yeah, like really, really petty. Jealous. He's jealous. My mother used to say, and this stuck with me for some reason. I'd stub my toe when I was acting up. Eventually, I would always I would always act up, and then I would stub my toe fooling around in the house. Yeah, and I'd start crying, and she would say, "This is so bad. See, God punished you." No. Yes. That's insane. Isn't it crazy? That is. That's literally crazy time. Yeah. That idea of God, the, the character of God in the Old Testament is pretty complicated. He is petty. He he kills thousands of priests. Oh yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. Of Baal yeah. because he's jealous. Yeah. And uh, his character. I, I'm glad that I got the fabric softener of the New Testament because those robes were a lot softer after that. <laughs> yeah. His godly robes. So what does that mean now? Be, uh, I, but I mean, I've just cobbled together a, a faith of of my own and an understanding in it. And yeah. It's just. Uh, what does it feel like? There's, more, it, there's, there's like? at least some redemption and some compassion okay. and, and things like that. So you, 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 uh, you uh, what's that called? Uh, you took, there's a fancy word for took. You t- uh, what's it? Oh, fuck, it doesn't matter. You took some of the forgiveness and redemption and yeah, grace yeah, yeah. from maybe yeah. the Christian yeah. part Yeah, I mean, of I things. went to a Catholic university, so I'm familiar with a lot of the... Oh, that's, which went one? went to Boston College. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. went to Harvard because of the sweater that you were wearing. No, I went there just for that sweater. Ah, <laughs> I went to the gift shop. Yeah. These fucking knuckleheads spend four years at the school. You just go to the gift shop. $88. It's fucking champion. It's a you get it a starter sweatshirt. <laughs> Go down to MVP in Malden. No, it was actually all swag. My uncle was friends with the equipment manager at Harvard. Really? Yeah. Who who was like a degenerate? And, uh, and, that's great. And he would hook us up all the time. Ellen Degenerate is a new. It's <laughs> <laughs> a new sketch I'm working on. It's just Ellen, but she's real mean. You want to smoke cigarettes under the bridge, Ellen Degenerate. <laughs> And then she dances. <laughs> that's great. Oh, Terrible. Dancing. It's enough with the dancing already. What, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I, I bet she feels that same fucking way. Yeah. You write some checks early in your career. It's dangerous. <laughs> I, I do that, too. I happen to love the things that I do that people want me to do when they see me live. But like, if, if I was like, I'm going to dance for 45 minutes, uh, that would be a, a yeah, bad thing to get yourself into. Well, what about like afterlife and stuff or soul and, uh, and uh, transcending and, and, and awareness and enlightenment? <laughs> I think I have the view of the Stoics, which is if there's nothing after, good. No, no, no. If there's something after, good. If there's nothing after, well, then who wants to live in a world with no justice? 
Oh my God! Interesting. Yeah. You mean justice both ways? Bad people being punished and good yeah. people being rewarded? Right. What about everybody just being? Everybody's bad and everybody's good. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought much about the afterlife. Yeah, but it, well, that's I just good. know that at my best, when I'm feeling my best, I often think, "Ugh, oh, the only thing that could ruin this is death." Yeah. Doesn't that suck? Like, you don't want to die. Yeah. I think we have that in... Uh, most people will have that in common where you don't want to die. Even people yeah. that, like, hate life. Yeah. Again, Bukowski, I was watching that thing, and he was like, somebody already killed me, and I was like, hey, do me the favor. And I was like, but now you're giving this awesome interview, and, yeah. you, and you look like a badass. That's kind of fun, right? It's good to be alive, Bukow. That's yeah. That's I say. He's dead. <laughs> he's, he's dead now, I believe. Yeah. Isn't he? I think so. So, you, so you're not, that's good. It sounds to me, so you have some spirituality, but it's not rooted, as mine was, in afterlife insurance and the idea that I was afraid of death and I wanted some sort of policy to make sure I'd go to the good place. Right. But you die, uh, you know, and see, that's my own superstition. I want to go, God forbid. Uh, but when you die, um, and I'm sorry, that's going <coughs> to happen at some point. I know. That's fucked up, right? Right. Isn't that weird? I know. This whole conversation, one of the fun things about it is like we weren't thinking about this and now I'm like... <laughs> Jesus, we are. We're, we're all going to fucking die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, give me a percentage. How surprised are you if you're floating above your body and then you start going around and then you go into another dimension and you see some other dead people and, you know. Here's the thing. I always predict that the Celtics will win. Yes. I always predict that the Celtics will win. Yes. And sometimes I'm right. Yes. And it feels terrific. Yes. So I will feel terrific. I'll be like, see, I told you guys there was something that... You said the Celts were going to win. Yeah. Celts, like I'm cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are we really out of time? Okay. Yeah, it sounds like they're booting them. And that was that was a. I don't always end on a laugh, but God, that was great. That was so good. the Celtics, the Celtics win, and I love that analogy. That's going to stick with me. That's one of those ones I'm going to be thinking about driving around. Yeah, uh, there's nothing you can't really. I mean, I guess you. Some people would say you're deluding yourself, and I have no expectation, not great expectations from God, but but in believing in Him, I think what's the worst that could happen? I get there and I'm like, ah, right. that's too bad. Right. But if. If believing him is one of the prerequisites for getting into his kingdom, yeah. then, uh, yeah, why not? I, I, You know, more and more I think about it, I think the kingdom of heaven and enlightenment and all these different things, uh, different words for the same things, I think it's, it's just, uh, oh, where was I going with that? I don't necessarily think it's access into his place. I think it's something that we can achieve here. Yeah. And then when we die, this, I don't know why I'm sharing my theory with you, when we die... If there is something after, it's an extension of the work we're doing here. So if we're pinched and evil and bad and shitty, I bet our spirits will continue to be pinched and evil and bad and shitty. And maybe, hopefully, I'd like to hope that anybody, no matter how fucking terrible they were, in eternity, outside of this, in your soul, maybe you can redeem yourself. Maybe you can cleanse and, and work past it. Yeah. I, don't, I, I know everybody goes to Hitler, but I mean, like... No, I know the, the Hitler thing, and, and also, the, the, we probably aren't smart enough to conceive of what, yes. what it all is. And, uh, and, that, yeah. and it could... And, and, yeah, and, and it's simplifying it to say that it's killing babies and... Right. I don't know. No, I, I agree. I think that's, that's perfect. It, it, it's like... It's, it's another... It's outside of time and space, and it's eternity in this way that it's just not linear the way we're living now. So, yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's almost not worth thinking about it. Whose wager is it? Vidal's wager or something? Or Vidal. <laughs> I believe it's Sassoon's wager. <laughs> if you try my conditioner for 30 days, <laughs> God will love you forever. <laughs> it's somebody's wager, and uh, he says, why not believe, and uh, what's, the, what's the harm? To which I say, though... 
what kind of faith is that? That's fake faith. And God would be like, you were just believing as insurance. No, I, I – Oh, I'm not challenging you unless I am. I didn't – my intent was no, I don't not think to you're challenge cha- you. I don't think you're challenging me because my – I'm either delusional or I have faith because I, I really yeah. – I thank God for things and, I, and I'm grateful for things. Right. And, I, and I think that I'll pray to him and ask to get through difficult times. Sure. But I don't um, – there are some days where the, the faith wavers. Right. Like the house thing, which is what I really wanted to ask you about. You bought a house with a woman, but we don't have to. Yeah, but you know what? That, that Because I was so in debt, I had to go on the road every week. Yeah. And it made me a much better comedian. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And that feels kind of godly or and something. And it feels really good yeah. to be good at comedy. Yeah. And that, that's the snake eating itself again. Yeah. And now you're having more fun yeah. because you're good at it and you're good yeah. at it because you're having more fun. Right. And it all became from... This uh, this shitty thing yeah. that turned into a mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. You have I to missed. miss. We're in a comic book I, store. I, Nobody I, has I, ever connected I, on a high five I, in a comic book I, store. I, <laughs> that'll be. That's a good end to it, Gary. Uh, thank you, you so gotta, much, you Keith. You got to do so it again, fun. man. You're, oh, you're, I would love you're to. Treasure. Would you say uh, keep it crispy? It's just a weird thing we do at the end of the show. It just means you know. Uh, keep your shit together and stay no, no, happy. No, I, I, you I get know. It? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I remember somebody else. Said it. <laughs> okay, yeah. good, All right. good, good. All right, so keep it crispy. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 